Let's go down to ringside. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode and is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. fans and welcome back to our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast thanks so much for being with us here for episode number 138 here on monday july 15th 2019 we're here to romp you through the world of retro wrestling as always i'm joe Morata, alongside the one and only michael quinn how you doing there michael howdy diddy welcome we are trudging through july here it's very hot very steamy here out yeah. in uh, the loft area it's more attic-y it's it is more attic-y anytime it's hotter it's attic that's right and folks thank you for uh sticking through the heat with us here to let us romp you through the world of retro wrestling back for another week here we have some great topics in store for you some more of your questions but before we get to any of that i just want to remind you if you have a twitter you can follow us there at ovp podcast you can also email us at ovp podcast at gmail.com that is vppodcast at gmail.com but Quinn the best place if you want to socially interact with uh, tons of retro wrestling fans including ourselves is over on MySpace is no. it? Facebook.sociallyinteract.web. Okay. And what goes on there, Quinn? Um, There's all sorts of things. Um, Oh, really? You know, group things. That's what they tend to call them. Oh, group activities, right? Lunch table stuff. Okay. So what do we do? Um, What's the whole... They trade wrestling pictures and gifts and things. So what is the scenario then, Michael? The way you get into uh, this gift table over here. Yeah, I love Um, gift table. (laughs) You go to uh, facebook.com slash web friends or whatever, and uh, there's a search bar. Yes, right, right. And you type in the search bar, our vantage point, death, retro wrestling podcast, bing, bang, boom, tubes, gore, kaflui. Kaflui. I always forget the kaflui. I'm here for it. Yes, kaflui. And boom, you're in. You're in the group. And that's the lunch that, table, that's right? That's it. You're in. Yeah. That, that's a, it's a lunch table. That's what Jake Georgeson called it. Once trading bologna and, <laughs> and, and peanut butter and Billy jelly. Billy involved there somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. And basically what we do here, folks, yes, it's a group and it's a group where we talk about wrestling, but the whole point of it is that, you know, we talk about the older stuff mainly. You're free to talk about newer stuff, current things. It doesn't have to just be WWF. It could be any promotion, whether you've been a fan for a really long time. Maybe you've still watched the current product. Maybe you've only watched one promotion, or maybe you watch it all, including German wrestling, you know? Yeah, Brockens. Maybe you're a big Otto Vons fan. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever what's you the, are. What's the Von Erich, Otto Von Erich? Fritz. <laughs> no, not that one. There was like his son or I don't something. Know, Waldo? That I don't Waldo? I don't yes, Waldo. Uh, so, what we, what we try to do over there, though, besides talk about Otto Vons and uh, Waldo Von Erich, is we want to have a positive time. We don't want to tear each other down. Tear the wrestling down all you want. Be nice to each other. It's a positive time, but it's a fun time, too. Go to the Facebook group. Check it out. It will be a good time. And a little bit later on, we're going to have some information on our Patreon and some other things. But we do have a Patreon if you want to support the show. And you can do that at patreon.com slash OVP podcast. But Quinn, this season, which we're winding down now, only a couple more episodes. It's very windy. It's, it is very windy. It's getting windy here near the end. Long and winding road, if yeah. you will. Uh, we've been taking some fan questions, and we are kind of positioning them as, should they have done this, right? And that could be 
should something have happened, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say, should WWF have done X, right? Or maybe it's something that did happen, and the question is, well, should this have actually happened? Right. So, what we've got today, Quinn, are two questions, and the first one is from a friend of the show. It's a guy that shares your name, Quinn. It's Mike Prue. Ah, uh, yes. Mike Prue. My clone. Yes, your clone. Quinn Prue over Quinn here. Prue. And what Mike Prue wants to know, should they have kept the world title on Bret Hart from Final Four through Survivor Series 97 instead of giving The Undertaker a reign? But I don't think it's going to make any difference, because either way, I'm walking out with the World Wrestling Federation Championship belt, whether they like it or not. Quinn, your immediate answer. Uh, no. Okay, I'm going to go with no also. Let's, Why do I say no? Because yeah, let's find then out. we wouldn't have had Professor X, Bret Hart, and all that nonsense <laughs> yeah. with Owen and, you know. And all, the whole Hart Foundation all, 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 thing. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, like, how that works without him losing the title. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. in 97. So basically, how does that Austin match work? Now, that's for the world title? That's what I'm saying. Like, what? So let's roll this back now. So Bret Hart won the world title at the vacant world title because Shawn Michaels lost a smile or something. I don't know what right, it was. Right. The will to lose. Something like that. That so, wasn't the, the guys beat him up at the bar thing. No, this was, was a faker injury, I Sorry. think. Sorry. Wrong, so, wrong injury. <laughs> so anyway, Bret wins it at Final Four, which is a great match, great pay-per-view. Loses it the very next day to Sid. Now, Brett had already been bitching for, like, weeks since coming back in November. He's like, everyone screws me. No one has any respect for me. You want a hero, but you have this hyena, you know, and all that stuff about Austin and Michaels. You know what's really funny also? Another thing, had this this title loss not happened, we wouldn't have had that great Raw before WrestleMania 13. That's ridiculous. Where Brett tried to win it back, and then Austin or uh, Sid and Undertaker, and the whole thing was great. Austin tried to help so that he would get a title shot. (laughs) You're a loser! (laughs) I helped you, and you didn't do it. Like, (laughs) what the fuck? It could have been you and me. So Brett not having the title, I'd say, Quinn, in February and March, that just led to him freaking snapping by WrestleMania 13. Oh, yeah. That was part of the... That was the crux of it. You know, it was like, he's been screwed. He was screwed at the Rumble. He was screwed after Final before he was screwed before WrestleMania. In fact, actually, like a lot of the why he was so vicious to Austin, it wasn't just like because he hated him. Right. Part of it was also they kept emphasizing the frustration of just like every time he got the world title, somebody would like fuck him over. <laughs> yeah. And like he was kind of just taking it out. Right. Like on, on Steve on Austin. Austin. Yeah. Like he was just like, fuck this guy. Right. Like I'm feuding with him. I don't really want to feud with him. I right. want my world title back. <laughs> like, fuck him. Like, I'm just going to beat the shit out of him. Yeah. So as appealing as it might sound to have like Brett have the world title that whole run. It doesn't work. I don't think it was. story. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. because by the time he finally did win it again in August, then it made sense. It was like, right. now, you know, five and all that. And then what happens at SummerSlam? Like, he Defend he against the Undertaker. The underpants yeah. taker, but Taker... Well, I guess Taker lost there anyway, but it's just weird to think like he would challenge and lose. Right. So I don't know that Brett needed the run the whole time. Let's talk about the Taker, though, because this was his first real reign. Obviously, he had it for six days in 1991. Right. This is the other thing with this is that you (laughs) don't get the the coming to fruition, the big chase that he had since like 91. Yeah. So basically, he tried to get it back ever since the Royal Rumble 92. Right. But he had to like. He couldn't win that. Then Jake Roberts started screwing with stuff, and he had to be a stand-up right. guy. And then Harvey Whippleman, like, for some reason, picked a yeah. fight with The Undertaker. Instead of just all recapping, this stuff, basically, a lot of people got his way for, like, many years, like, just kind of distracted him. And even when he got title 
shot, the fucking roster would come out and yep, stop him. Happened. Like, literally the whole roster. And then he had, like, a year where the corporation just wouldn't leave him alone. Yeah, and, and then he, mankind had... And by the way, in all of this, he, like, basically almost never loses to right, any of right. these people. Yeah. Yet he's still not the number one contender. <laughs> right. It doesn't make any sense at all. This title, the most prestigious in all of sports, is yours. And I am your knight that will fight for your right to So The Undertaker finally getting the shot against uh, Sid at WrestleMania 13 and getting a big win, uh, which is important, I think, to The Undertaker's overall canon and his arc, you know, as a wrestler. He needed to get that belt back just to kind of like, okay, we need to move on from this chase that's been going on for like, what, five years or Essentially, yeah. So finally he had the belt. And honestly, The Undertaker's reign wasn't bad. It wasn't amazing either. It was more just like the golf clap reign. It was like, (laughs) well, you did good. Like, you deserved it. You know, like, that was like one of the most deserving title wins, I felt like. Yeah, and normally I'm reticent to say people deserve it, but when in the case like an Undertaker, right? Like his character in the kayfabe canon, he totally deserved it. Correct. Like, like it he was deserved ridiculous. a shot. And he deserved to win it. And he deserved he to win it. he never would lose. Correct. Yeah, normally it's like, you know, you should only be the champion if you're going to draw money, but the Taker had been a proven consistent yeah, draw but this for is years. A pure, to me, this is a pure, like, storyline. Even thing. within kayfabe, he right. deserves like, it. Yes. Yeah, even within the, the story of the canon of World Federation, right. he should be the champion. In the World Federation canon, I agree with yeah. you, because he'd only lost a handful of times, and right. usually usually by nefarious means. Right. So, yeah, the guy should... It was like Andre in 87. Right. Of course he should get a shot. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's just that Undertaker happened to win his on the first try there. And his reign's okay, but I still think it was a necessary parallel because while that's going on in the Undertaker's feuding with, you know, Steve Austin in May, I think it was, and Farouk... Which was Does supposed he to be Ahmed. Mankind at all in that rain? He does in April. Yeah. yeah, he defends it. He had dumb leather hat. That's the only thing I don't like about it. Yeah, but- to me that was more for promotional consideration <laughs> on the post- promotional hat. Yeah, well, because on the posters they would show him in that new garb, like almost like, oh, here's our new champion. <laughs> well, it's like the good attire, but he has the leather hat, which yeah. isn't good. <laughs> the hat's poor. It's because his hair stupid. isn't like puffy enough for the hat. If you know what I mean, it's like <laughs> flat, straight. Like, yeah, right. He looks like somebody from Adam's family, but like with a hat. Perhaps Lurch, but no, with he even long looks hair. like a, cousin. The, it and no, Lurch. He looks like the fucking um the wife uh, Morticia. I wasn't going there, but okay. I mean his haircut does. You like, heard it here first. Yeah, because his wife had the long straight hair. Morticia, well, cousin it had the long hair. Cousin it sucks. <laughs> cousin it. What's garbage. your problem with cousin it? Fester's the good uncle or cousin or that, relation. Paul Barrow was yeah. Fester, right? Was he I slightly thought, fester? Was he festerish or what? He was more like an Igor or something. I wouldn't go Igor. I'd go full fester on him. It's, when he went know. in the bathroom, it's certainly you, you, festered. Let's let's discuss that on the boards, fans. <laughs> uh, is he fester or Igor? Igor? I'm going fester Igor all from the way. Fulgor, from Fulgor or whatever. <laughs> Killer Instinct. <laughs> all right, so that was the boss. But overall, I think we're in agreement, Quinn. It helped the Bret Hart and the Hart Foundation arc to have Bret. Have a reason to be extra pissed. He doesn't have the title. He bitches about it the whole time. No values. Nobody yeah. likes me. You know, yeah. all that stuff, right? It's so annoying, by the way. It's, uh, it's supposed to be, right? Yeah. And it's great heel work. So by the time he does win it in August, it makes sense. He wins it in fucking New Jersey. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> everyone's mad at him. Well, he wins I mean, with- nobody was that mad at WF in general because remember Governor Whitman killed the taxes or something right. and Undertaker was there. And she wouldn't have done that if Undertaker hadn't been champion. He pile drive the taxes. Yeah, because what was Bret Hart going to 
sharpshoot the taxes? He yeah, doesn't care. Was, that's not how it works. He's a Canadian anyway. It really it did take the Undertaker to bring wrestling back to the uh, Brendan Byrne Arena that's or whatever. Not what it was called by the Continental then. Airlines. <laughs> Brendan Byrne is funnier though. Yeah. So yeah, great question, uh, Mr. Prue. But I'm gonna go with no. I think it was fine the way it worked out. The Undertaker did probably need a reign, and it's not like the Bret Hart Austin DX stuff suffered as a result of Undertaker mm-hmm. having the title. It what didn't. It's smiling. I don't know. I was just thinking of the Governor Whitman like standing with the Undertaker. Just it's it's a it's scene. such a weird thing. With the headbangers or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, gorilla. Just, anytime that oh, anytime taxes. I, anytime I think of that, it's just like one of the dumbest things I've ever it's seen. Great. It's like the fact that they're acting like the wrestlers defeated the taxes. <laughs> is like unbelievable it's Vince's dream they should too bad Mike Rotundo was over in WCW because they could have brought him in like he was the only one that should have been standing there like he was like I finally figured out the tax code they could have turned Ira's face just for like that one thing that's great you're all getting refunds yeah instead they had to like retcon it and say the Undertaker killed the taxes yeah I would have been fine with Ira's just writing it off flying clothesline those fucking taxes Vince I figured it out (laughs) Governor you are the true people's champion and tonight, on behalf of the World Wrestling Federation, we'd like to make you honorary World Wrestling Federation champion. All right, let's take another question here, Quinn. This one's from Rory McNamara. You can check out his show, show uh, Wrestling, 20 years ago. And his question, Quinn, this is right up your alley here. Mm-hmm. Should Shawn Michaels have called it quits after WrestleMania 14? Well, he didn't call it quits, but you mean, like, should he have fake retired or and whatever never come back, I guess? Or what, was it? Was he what does he mean? Or is he asking... Should Sean have like worked through injury and come back? Right. Okay. Essentially, like uh, no and no is my yeah. answer. One way or another, I'm with you on this as well. Some of them we disagree on, but like this one, I think that break was the best thing for the company and for Sean Michaels. Agreed for that- both. Like it wasn't even like I'm not even saying it was bad for Sean. It was good from a professional and a personal standpoint, I think. Right. Well, it also just actually to me it helped the legacy of Sean Michaels in a weird way because yeah, I don't think. <laughs> It just would have been weird. How many fucking people in the like top tier main event can you possibly sustain? Like Austin, The Rock, Mankind, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels on top of yeah, it. Yeah, like, it just would have been crowded. Someone yeah. would have had to gotten shoved out. And the thing is, Shawn Michaels would have never left the main scene because he's Shawn Michaels. He's like he's yeah. the pre-existing main eventer. Like, yeah, and he was also very political during this period of time, and he yeah. could have caused some problems, honestly, for other people. Right. In all seriousness, but he was also he was having personal yeah. issues um he had he had a drug well it was it like a painkiller problem right as far as i understand it's not yes. like it wasn't like really bad bad drugs well i it mean was, it was it just it was due to his injuries they drugs. were legal drugs let me right, put it that legal. way but yes, yes they were legal he drugs. had been doing pills for a while and yeah and obviously the questions referring to Shawn michaels you know after losing the title to austin at wrestlemania 14 he had injured his back which is legitimate he injured his freaking back in the casket match right. in january his back fell when the undertaker threw him over right. after the taxes yeah, the taxes after, were already gone. taxes were done after that and he came back for one last match he put austin over and then we didn't see him for four years now is it possible and it probably is that he could have wrestled a bit sooner than when he came back i think so because i That's think he was possible but he was still having trouble with the with the painkillers at that point isn't that no way until one i think or something like isn't that it notable they were going to bring him back and undertaker like he was like falling over because yeah he couldn't live without painkillers right like, around wrestlemania 17 from right. what i understand that was supposed to happen 
So basically, we had you know we the occasional appearance by Shawn Michaels in '98. You know our famous phrase from back then: "Why is Shawn Michaels on commentary?" Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> one of the the common phrases of the '90s yeah. in general. Oh, why or, is Shawn Michaels on commentary? Right. Or Shawn Michaels' bicycle short referee appearances? We get a or, lot of those. Commish, yeah, the would, commissioner wasn't. Would it, no, he wasn't a commissioner. The, he was I'm the, the commish. Com- I'm the commish, McMahon. Vin Man. Also, it's weird to think that he was technically the commissioner from like. For like two years somehow. When he left to like practically when he came back. Till uh, Foley in the summer of 2000. Yeah, it's like all the way until then. Which is only like two more years till he comes back. It's like pretty much the whole time he was technically the commissioner. You think that jabroni down there deserves a shot at the Big Shot's gold? He only hangs out with world champions. He's never been one. So I think for two reasons, it was good that Michaels wasn't wrestling uh, from 98 to 2002. A, it opened up a spot for people like The Rock, Mankind, just the roster to have to not rely on a Sean and a Brett. I don't think were... there would be much uh, Triple H, the legend of Triple H, without, you know, if Shawn Michaels oh, was know. there. I think Sean would have helped him. I think Absolutely. he would have, but are he also you, wouldn't you, let him. Are you him, new? No, but he also wouldn't have let him ascend beyond him. I don't know in, about in, in, that. In that. That frame of mind, Shawn Michaels? Uh, maybe. It's, because he yeah. credits, like, I think, honestly, because of all that happened, Triple H was one of the rare people that would, like, call him. He was a real friend. Day to day. Yes. When he was, like, all fucked up. Yeah, he would like, still deal with him. Right. I think even Nash had enough of him for a while, right? Some people For a did, period of time. I, did, did Waltman call him up? I know there was some kind of something with know. that, too. There were the, there's, like, very weird people, like, that that did keep up with him. Like, people you wouldn't expect because right. of their kayfabe characters, maybe, <laughs> right, right, I guess. Right. Like, you think of them as shitty. Yeah. But I remember just hearing, like, there's a lot of strange names that would um, Check keep, an eye, stuff, on, yeah. keep yeah. an eye on him. Yeah, like... Right. And I don't know that he ever really got along with The Rock, by the way, in the earlier days. So that yeah. might have been harder for The Rock to succeed the way he did. But who yeah. knows? It's hard to say. But I think it was great because creatively, WWF was awesome in 2000 without Shawn Michaels. Yeah. And by 01, when things started to fall off the rails after the invasion, it was like Michaels came back at a great time because... 2002, you and I both know this. It started to it's, dip. Yeah, it's not as good as like the years before, right? And, it's and just the, really not. And one of the guys that, when he came back, made the company still watchable was him. Because thing, yeah. his stories were basic, generally, and they were just about like the match. And he was great at that. Yeah. And that's the other thing about Sean is those eight years that he wrestled. I mean, that's like a whole second career. And it's crazy was, that it's eight years. Like it's, like, it's a long ass time after the break. And he was truly remarkable during like, those eight yeah. years. Now, this is this is one of my favorite aspects being a Sean fan that I always loved about him is that he had the second act. You can't say that about most wrestlers. No, not about a lot. And yeah. Michaels, what was great about him is he did put on a lot of classic matches or now you can consider classic matches. The Triple H street fight at SummerSlam 02 is awesome. Yeah, but it's also like, I think the work that gets overlooked out of his second run the day is, to the, day, right? is the day-to-day raw shit was like crazy. Like, Shelton Benjamin, John yeah. Morrison, Putting even like Morrison the Miz the and match. shit. Yeah, the like, Miz, right. like he was just like anybody. It's like I'll make him. He was yeah. like doing the Terry Funk. Like I'll make yeah. him. I'll make him. I'll make him. Like Sean just went around the roster, right? Fought everyone and made all of them look good. And then he always brought it on the big stage. Still, Chris right. Jericho, Kurt Angle, John Cena, Undertaker, he, Undertaker twice. You know, yeah. especially that one that was amazing. So I mean, like this break, I think was that's why a lot of people will agree it was. Yeah. It was. It was for the best. He yeah. got. Married, he had a kid. He went he, to the lowest of lows and yeah, then he, got it all together. He used this time. He kind of grew up. Like, you know what I he mean? He found his smile. He found his smile, yes. But he, <laughs> but he grew up, I think, yeah, get, yeah. getting married and doing all that was really good for him. No, I totally yeah, agree. Like, and I think uh, 
as much shit as I like to give Shawn Michaels 90s edition just for being a fucking asshole. Uh, it, it's kind of the rebirth is why people yeah. like him as, as a person and a wrestling yeah. character. And look, if you don't like Shawn Michaels, then you don't like Shawn Michaels. But to objectively look at, his, look at his second career as a wrestler, he really was really, really good. Right. And I think it's great that he came back in 2002. Yeah. I think it was the perfect time to come back. Mm-hmm. Would have been cool if he made it back a little earlier, maybe in like 01. Yeah, but, maybe just a year. Yeah, but I, I thought it was great without him. Yeah. And I thought when he came back, it was awesome. And yeah. I wouldn't have it any other it was way. Like the company was ready made for him to just jump in there like it was yeah. like kind of waning it needed somebody like that, right well because the rock was part-time a bit by yeah. then and austin had walked out in june and wouldn't come back it for needed a, bit. a veteran yes to like an anchor. anchor the ship basically exactly like, he was that veteran he was that veteran so that's a great question rory and uh i guess on this one quinn we're both in agreement on both questions and they're no to all of them yeah. so, sorry <laughs> sorry about that folks thank you so much for uh sending in your questions now we're going to be coming back in uh just a short short here with another round of the Royal Flush. That is the worst Intercontinental Champions. Uh, we'll be doing that. I'm excited, Quinn, because the Flush has been a truly a remarkable segment. Oh my for, this, for this Intercontinental Champions, holy yep. moly. And of course, you can reach us on Twitter. You can email us or join the group. Quinn, when we come back, more flushing. That's coming up right after this. We said all Be a part of the action of the Texas Wrestling Alliance. Join us at Far West Rodeo for uncensored, in-your-face wrestling. It's high-flying, pile-driving action, where you have front-row seats to all the excitement, inside the ring and out. Plus, you'll have a chance to meet all your favorite TWA superstars up close and personal. It's the Texas Wrestling Alliance. Be there this Tuesday night at 7.30 at the Far West Rodeo. 3030 Northeast, Loop 410. Doors open at 7, admission is $10. Hey, it's Sean Mooney. I may no longer be in the event center, but if I was, I'd be talking about our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. Are you serious? And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast here on episode number 138. It is Monday, July the 15th, 2019, and we thank you for being with us here. Quinn, before we get into the Royal Flush, did you know that we have a Patreon account? Oh, we do? We have one, yeah. Wow. We, we good good on us for making that. Yeah, good on us, and good on you guys if you want to donate, and that's if you want to donate. We're not trying to get rich here. We're not going to, certainly not going to jip you out of your money the way uh, King's former podcast partner did. Did you hear about that one? I did. Yeah, um, it's pretty I, bad. Are we going to sell blue chew on this? No, we don't do that. Not no that. kind, no chew of any kind. No, but, no chew. But if you want to choose Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash OVP podcast. We've got three rewards tiers on there. $2, $3, and $5. Now, I'm going to highlight these real quick. The $2 tier is the raw video. Every single Monday, you get to see the making of the show that you're listening to right now. Uh, Outtakes, some behind-the-scenes stuff before the show starts. You get to hear the audio of a sitcom. Yeah, we've been doing that now. We're playing old, crappy sitcoms from the 80s and stuff like that. Just like like just the audio (laughs) under our logo (laughs) break. It's pretty funny. Uh, But you can check that out. It's on the $2 tier. $3 will get you not only the raw video, but Every other Friday, we are doing 
1983 very soon, WWF. Wow. All of 82. 82 is done. I can't. Oh, man. I feel so accomplished that we made it through all. Like, honestly. Yeah, like, seriously. I, I can't believe we can say we watched the entire 1982 <laughs> Run, WF. Yeah. Like, it's we did. insane. And you get to watch it with us. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. It's being Quinn on the screen and you watch the show along with us. It's very funny. And if you want to check out, there's a few things. There are free videos on our YouTube channel of some of the older ones. Mm-hmm. And we are releasing the audio now on oh, our those older ones. Yeah. The same older ones. And they're on the main feed. Yeah, maybe what, you bumped into them. Uh, yeah. So that gives you the entire back catalog of all the 82 reviews and all the 83 ones going forward. And it's only three bucks a month. That's mm-hmm. all it is. And then for five, and that's where it maxes out. Five. You, you get every like five. five. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Got till five. Uh, you get everything we mentioned. Plus, every month you're going to get a WWF pay-per-view review, a full audio podcast, two and a half, maybe three hours. Quinn and I are going through the entire WWF pay-per-view run. Coming out any day now is WWF Survivor Series 87. And it's crazy that we're already at that. Yeah, that's, already... There's not that many pay-per-views. No. So. <laughs> and next month, of course, will be the Royal Rumble, and we'll take it from there. So these are audio podcasts, and it's every single month you get that. So that's the $5 tier. So again, if you're interested in supporting the show, we'd appreciate that. It's patreon.com slash OVP podcast if you want to donate. When we're doing the Royal Flush. Yeah, it's flushy time. We should probably explain what that is just in case we have any new listeners here. Go ahead. All right. So before the season started, we asked you, the fans, for a list of your top 10 and your bottom 10 Intercontinental Champions of all time. We compiled all the votes and we put them into two separate tanks, the best and the worst. And what happens is every single week, we rank two at a time by random drawing. We pull out two names. We see where they rank. Now, we alternate weeks for now. So the rankings is one week and then the flush. This is the flush, which is the worst of the worst. And I want to remind you guys, too, if you have our Facebook group, if not, join it. If you go there, you can put in your votes for next season's Royal Rankings Ah, and Royal Flush. Don't forget to do that if you want to participate here. Quinn and I do not pick the participants. We're only the scientists who take the samples and run them (laughs) through the computers and microscopes and everything. Yeah. So here's who we got, Quinn, on the Royal Flush list so far. The worst WWF Intercontinental Champions at number one. Is test. It is a test. Yeah, test, he test. failed it. It is a test. <laughs> number two is Albert. Uh-huh. Number three. <laughs> nothing to say there. <laughs> number three is JBL. Yeah. Custom Muscle. MrCustomMuscle.com. The only good thing that came out of his reign. <laughs> number four is China. Mm-hmm. Number five is the Texas Tornado. Some people were upset. Like, how could he be on? I don't. They voted for There's him. There's people that Sorry. I have questions how yeah. they're on it, too. <laughs> and number six is Ahmed Johnson. Another one that some yeah. people are upset about, but we didn't vote. We that, just do the ranking. That one's weird because, like, yeah, I mean, it sucked that he wasn't the champion. But also, at the same time, it's like he wasn't, like, crappy then when he won it. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why he's at the bottom, yeah. Ahmed, because he's not that bad. So, Quinn, we're going to pull out two more names. We're going to see where they rank. Let's go down to Howard Finkel for the Royal Flush. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the Royal. And I'm the new Intercontinental Champion. One thing we do, and no one's going to come say the story talks. When the Texas Tornado says something, he backs it up. It's Mr. Ass, the premier, the primo, the perfect ass. Tonight, I'm going to show you once and all, once and for all, it was no fluke. As is written in the book of Ezekiel. This is it. 
It's the Royal Flush. Oh, yeah. Flushy. WWF Intercontinental Champions. Very, very flushy here. Smells like poop. Uh, Quinn, we're going to be ranking uh, two more. Turn those damn toilets down. Every time. (laughs) I guess, you know, toilets don't really run on a timer. It's really hard to make them stop. You got to fill that uh, tank up so the stopper, right? The bobber. The bobber. Anyway, here, we're bobbing for two more. Bobbing for shit. We have run them down, folks. And again, this is the OVP certified non-GMO organic scientifically ranked absolutely without a doubt definitive worst right no biased it, this is no, very, no very bias. accurate very accurate so if you have any problems with that we're sorry okay let's all find out now who drew number seven a new superstar in the world wrestling federation i'd like you to meet the wild man mark morrow ladies and gentlemen Quinn, it's the wild man, Mark Morrow. I don't get this one. I liked him as Intercontinental Champion. I don't mind him. Is is this like a big problem for people? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. He wasn't like great, but he wasn't. He's definitely not like the worst Intercontinental Champion. In fact, I feel like he was one of those like, not the last, last, like old school kind, but they treated him with like importance as bit, the Intercontinental yeah. Champion. Yeah. No? You want to get into his, how his reign and how he got to it, I guess? We'll, well give a little background. You know, Michael Cole interviewed him at well, WrestleMania 12. Pe- pe- or, or so, sorry, Toad Petty Poop. Yeah. They're almost the same thing anyway. <laughs> Pretty much. And called him Mark Miro or Morrow. Morrow. And then, then Morrow Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah, Morrow Ronaldo. That's what he called him. Now, he had literally just come in in March from WCW where he had been feuding with DDP for the TV belt. For the and, TV. And they were, that was awesome. So That's, this, to yeah. me, when he came in, I was so excited. Like, well, so I, was I. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like the other half of this best, the best yeah, feud of '95. I love basically. that feud. Yeah, it's, it is the best <laughs> feud of, 90, of that year. It actually is. DDP, Marrow, and Kimberly. That whole triangle it was so fun. Uh, Max Muscle, Max Muscle, and unfortunately, then the Booty Man got involved. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, and rest in peace to Max Muscle. He recently passed Aww, away. Yeah. For the record. R.I.P. Maxi. Rip Maxi. Uh, but yeah, so all of a sudden, Morrow's in here. Now, despite them botching his name, he immediately gets into a scuffle with Triple H. Triple Horse, yeah. He's, yep, he's got Sable with him. Well, you Triple know, H had, had, had Sable. Sable at first, yep. and then Morrow is like, or Morrow? What, what do they call him? Morrow. Morrow. Yeah, they is fucked that, up. No, but what's his real name? Marrow. Marrow, yes. You I, know I, that. I can't even remember. We, we've, <laughs> we say it the wrong way so much at this point. Anyway, Marrow. Yeah, Marrow. Uh, he gets in a feud with Triple Horse over Sable, basically. Yep, over Sable. And, and this is because he was mistreating her or whatever, which Allegedly. is weird because Sable was only there for like that one match because Triple H yes. would have a different girl every, every single week. Yeah. Yeah, and he continued to do that. So yeah. at WrestleMania, when he had Sable, it was like just for that time. Just for that one he time. He didn't have her like previous weeks or anything. No, 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 no. So Marrow uh, established himself very similar in terms of wrestling style to the Johnny B. Bad thing. It was pretty much the same thing. He just right. wasn't Johnny B. Bad anymore. They just rechristened him Wild Man. Yeah. Just something they could use. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they like, used I his know, real name. Honestly, I didn't, never found that to be like an offensive name. Like That's I was fine. like, oh, it's a fine like yep. change. He, he's wild. You know, Johnny B. Bad was kind of a wild man as yeah. well. So it, it all made sense. It was fine. And he established himself rather quickly as a solid mid mid upper Carter, I guess you could say, yeah. right? Like he was treated with respect. He won a lot. He didn't win every time on yeah. pay per view. I like that. I always liked his finisher in WF, the wild for, thing, the right. wild thing, which was you know I think he had that as Johnny B. Bad too. That like moon salt or whatever. Fifty, isn't it? It's actually a shooting star press. You delirious fart sniffer. Again, I just never understood why this character like people didn't like it for whatever reason. I thought he was fine. I didn't think he was very. 
particularly good at promos. He never was. That was never a strong suit. Yeah, Maybe I mean, his promos were always, even on WCW, they were very quick and like, yeah. I'm going to beat him. Like, yeah, you know, like stilted style of talking. You know, that's yeah. good. He, he wasn't that good, except when he called Butterbean a fat tub of crap. Yes. That's my favorite the thing that he ever did. Marrow was good. Yeah, but he this was funny. Is, that's not what we're talking right. about here. So, he, but he established himself as just a solid wrestler, right? And then Ahmed Johnson had to vacate the title because of a legitimate kidney injury yeah. in August huh, of 96. Ah, hop bop or yeah, whatever. Exactly. Hoppity bop. And he, and he left. <laughs> so we have a tournament, and the finals of which took place on the September 23rd, 96 Raw. Now, if I recall, like, Pat Patterson was involved in all this. They tried I give to make you the fucking ver- belt. They yeah. tried to make it very prestigious for some they, reason. They did, because, you know, the title hadn't been vacant in a very long time. Since Mr. Perfect? Uh, Had it been that long? No, Razor. When okay. Razor won in the Battle Royal, I guess, would be the oh, last right, time, right? right? Yeah. So we had the tournament final of Mark Merrow versus Gladiator Farouk, who had Sonny with him still. It right. was that and era. Now this... <laughs> okay, so I feel like this was basically so that they had tried to position, like, Sable versus Sonny as, like, a feud or something. That was, like, mainly why yeah. this... Because Sonny was, like, in a different outfit. Yeah, like, I know with the purse mean. and everything. I don't know. She, and like, all- costs... Farouk the match. Does she? I thought she, she might. Did. The loaded purse, maybe, the and Mero purse, grabs like, it. You know what? I think you're right. Even though he has a helmet on, which doesn't make any <laughs> sense at all. But Maybe that's why he's like, fuck this helmet. Yeah. Never did that again. Well, the thing is, it's like the purse shouldn't have hurt. He should have been impervious to he it. He should have been in Perseus. Yeah, in Perseus. Yeah, Thank you. So you, got, you did that. <laughs> so anyway, you know, Sable is very much in the Miss Elizabeth character still. The yeah. flowing gown, you know. Yeah. Oh, oh, Mark! You know, yeah. that era. Yeah, exactly. And Mero wins the Intercontinental title on Monday Night Raw. This is during the ill-fated Kevin Kelly. Kelly JR team on what? Raw, by the way. I don't even remember that. This is right around the time where JR is like, I'm going to bring back Razor Ramon. Well, yeah, I just don't remember <laughs> Kevin Kelly being involved. Hi! He, I, I remember him being a lady at he the film that's got a gun, but other than that. He was doing Raw with JR, and oh, everyone's, like, everyone's like, please stop, and then Vince yeah. came back in October. What was that, for like two weeks or something? It was like three months. It was wow, really that bad. that long, huh? It was really bad. I don't bad. remember that at all. That's okay. Taking his time! Tomorrow now is the WWF Intercontinental Champion who wins the tournament. Everyone loves a good tournament winner, of course, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it seemed good. And I, then, I, again, I don't understand what, why we're getting this. Well, here we go. Meanwhile, Mr. Perfect, yes, Mr. Perfect, yes. had been kind of screwing with Triple H for a few months right. at this point. Now, and he was like siding with Mark Miro, right? Yeah, so basically what happened was Mr. Perfect, since he returned in November of 95 at Survivor Series... He was not said to be a heel, but he he acted like a dick. Right. He wasn't explicitly a heel, but he was more of a jerk on commentary, right? Yeah. But by the fall of 96, he starts screwing with Triple H, and every time Triple H would bring a girl to ringside, he was still doing that gimmick, Perfect would come out and take her away for himself. Right, right. Now, at one point, even Triple H handcuffed a girl to the ring post, so so Perfect comes out with a key and takes the girl. Because, of course, he has the key. (laughs) Yep. He's like, you know, he's like the ultimate even Stevens. Like, everything fucking works out for him. everything's fine for him all the time, right? Very even Stevens. So we get into this big tizzy here with these two, and Triple H challenges Mr. Perfect to a match in October of 1996. Now this was super exciting. I loved it. Like, I was like, oh, fuck, Mr. Perfect's back. Like, he's gonna, like, they acted like, I just remember my brain, maybe this was just my head cannon at the time, I was like, oh, so Mr. Perfect's gonna win the intercom. Like, that's, I literally thought that. Because he he was still relatively young, we hadn't seen him wrestle. Yeah, because I guess because he was just in the mix in this intercontinental division. He was. Yeah. So basically what happened was the night that they're going to have this match, October 21st, 96, 
Perfect is backstage warming up, and Triple they H... They the shit out oh, of this, it was, the, it was way hyped. Yeah. All night, probably yeah. the week before. Right. Perfect's warming up, and out of nowhere, Triple H rams, like, a cart into his leg. Right. And Perfect's like, ah, oh, damn it, you know. In my leg. And warming up right there he is. Oh, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hunter Hearst Hensley. God damn it. Look what he did. So they come out for the match. I think Gorilla Monsoon had to wander out for this, too, to be on hand. Yeah. Perfect comes out with uh, Marrow and Sable. And Perfect basically says, you know what? Mark Marrow's such a stand-up guy. I bet you'll put the title on the line against Triple H. Take my place, right? Right. And Gorilla's like, okay, it's fine. You know, that yeah. whole thing. Well, if he agrees to it. <laughs> yeah. Like that kind of right, shit. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> if you both want it, it's fine. Fan favorite, you know, yeah. general manager or whatever he was. <laughs> Don't ever call Gorilla a general fan manager. Fan favorite commissioner. That is, no, also uh, pre- beneath him. President. <laughs> Mr. President to Right, you. fan favorite. So, of course, the title's got to be on the line. Yeah. So they have this match, and Mr. Perfect, uh, he might help Triple H win with the chair shot. Right, and yeah. it was all a perfect plan. It was a scheme. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, no! What has happened? And after all that, Mark Merrow, his nice uh, one-month reign as Intercontinental Champion comes to a close. I remember being so mad that he lost. Like, <laughs> so was I. I wasn't, but I, I never thought of it as the reign was bad. I thought that's like the strength of the reign is the fact that I was so heartbroken when he like lost. Like I was just, I was really upset. Like I was, I was like, kind of upset too. I was like, this is fucking bullshit. Like fucking Triple H, he always like, it's always something with him. Like he always like meanders in there yep. and like just gets what he needs and it's so annoying and to add insult to injury perfect would only be around for like two more weeks and then he's gone and he winds yeah. up in wcw so, anyway like, he helped him and just like bye, bye. Yeah. yeah but that was it for marrow he never regained the intercontinental title again yeah. he would wind up taking a time off in february of 97 for a knee injury Come back in September That's as Marvelous. The boxer version. Yeah, the boxer version. And we all know what happened from there. He had the feud with Sable. So, okay. So that's Marrow. All that being said, I again, that rain sounded pretty okay to me. It's just short. You know, that's short, the one but thing. It, but it also had like a main feud in it. Like, it did. Like that, that. Like a feud that like headlined Raw. True. Like, you know, like that whole Mr. Perfect thing. Yeah, it's like fair. a big thing. I don't know. All right. So when we get to ranking time, we'll have to see where he falls. But yeah. Quinn, it is now time to find out who drew... Number eight. Oh, there Dean he Douglas. Is. Oh shit. Oh man, Dean oh, Douglas. Is Dean here. Douglas. Dean Douglas. It's so good. So, Dean, this is first of all, <laughs> this is my favorite shitty Intercontinental title ever. Right? Like, it's so good. Okay, backstory is on this is actually rather simple. Shane Douglas, before he Shane was Douglas! <laughs> yeah, before he was ever a dean, yes. right? He was an ECW. Well, before that, WCW and all that shit. Right. But in ECW, he really made a name for himself in 1994 as the franchise, and especially in August of 94, when after winning the NWA title, as we all know, mm-hmm. he threw it down, and that got ECW a little pub, a little buzz. And he and he basically said the ECW title's better than the NWA title, and it kind of was. He, yeah, he wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong about that. Like, By 94, no, he's yeah. not wrong about that. So Shane Douglas had been a big star of ECW, one of their initial real cornerstones, dare I say, maybe their franchise so, player. Yeah, so basically, like, the idea behind the franchise, which was different from all the other ECW superstars at the time, right. was that he was the wrestler, whereas like it was more like a rough and tough outlaw promotion. Your like, Sandmans it, 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 and all that. It's still, ECW was in a weird spot when he first came in, because it wasn't full, like, hardcore no, extreme no, no. and all this shit, right? 
like the idea was that at the main event level, Shane Douglas was going to wrestle this 60 minute classics right. with like flash funk and stuff. And like, totally meanwhile, like on the, uh, yeah, on the undercard, there would be like all this like extreme, like with Terry Funk and stuff in the TV division yeah. and things like that. So like, that's how the company was. Like a lot of people like forget. Yeah. Like Shane Douglas he was, was the positioned wrestler. as the wrestler. Yep. And, and that's why he was so over because people were like, "Oh man, wrestling! Like yeah. this guy's like doing it the old school style, Remember right? Wrestling." Yeah, and that yeah. kind of makes sense why they call him the franchise because yeah. it's more like this proper, yeah, this like, yeah, this franchise property of yeah. ECW. Yeah, but for whatever reason, he decided to try his hand in the WWF in 1995. Yeah, and he famously him leaving ECW is actually pretty funny. Yeah. Like he basically like takes his shirt off and it's a WF shirt and then he like walks out of the crowd he walks out through the crowd like fuck this place yep, basically yep. like gets in like a limo <laughs> like they <laughs> yeah, actually right. like cut a promo <laughs> well I don't know why they did all this work to do this where they like cut a promo where they showed him in a limo pulling up to Titan Towers so like good. I'm not making That's any of this so up good. like in a suit like it's like ridiculous I love that ECW played along with that you know they went right with good. it they're like and that was like the farewell to Shane Douglas <laughs> That's like, nice yeah, it was weird. <laughs> so uh, he shows up, though, not as a franchise of any kind, not as really a credible threat, you know, with a rich history as a wrestler or anything. WF also would kind of capitalize on the send off that ECW gave him, right? They're like, yeah. Yeah, why didn't they use that? Instead, what do they do? They give him the gimmick. <laughs> Of a college professor. Because <laughs> that's what he did before. Yeah. Right? I mean, I, that's, that was definitely in the Shane Douglas canon, right? right. They and called if, him Dean Douglas. Yeah, of course. Dean Douglas! Dean Douglas! <laughs> and so they basically have him do these hideous vignettes where he's backstage trying to be educational, and then he'll grade matches with, like, fake grades. Now, like, I thought this was kind of, in retrospect, this is kind of funny. And it's, it's not! No, in a st- if you look back at it, it's kind of making fun of Smarks. Like it, if you if you, you think if you watch them back, I didn't realize that as a kid, but I saw some of them, and I'm like, man, this is some real fucking Vince like going after the Meltzer crowd. You here. really like, think yeah, so? They, the characters basically like critiquing moves, and like hmm. and that to me, that's like literally shitting on these these five star match people. Like you think that's what it is? Really? I think, I think it was an attempt at that. I don't it think so. It didn't work out in the end. I don't but think Vince has the, that kind of foresight. Right. The early vignettes, I can almost tell that's what they're going for like that's like what it's supposed to be this wrestling nerd and he's like critiquing the matches that's what's good about wrestling but it's not i don't consider that to be very cool in the way that you use the word therefore i give a grade to big daddy cool of d no make that a big d and he was kind of like an updated version of the genius in a sense he was just supposed to his gimmick is that he was really smart but he could wrestle like they didn't put him they didn't make him look like a goof well the outfit was kind of dumb See the blue. It was a yeah, the teal blue single, single with a question mark yeah. on it. <laughs> no, no, it, it wasn't a question. Yes, mark. it was. No, it was like a Harvard logo. Thing. Are you sure there was not yeah, a question was, mark? No, no, no. It was like an insignia. It was Are like you a, sure. It was like one of those college like um, plates or something. You, I, I forget what it is. Like, Are you, what do you sure call about that? that? A coat of arms. Like yeah, it was like a college like <laughs> like it had like education shit on it, like logos. <laughs> well, like, either way, he looks look at it. stupid. Do you have a picture of it? I'm trying to find it. Hang on here. It's it's, it's real. <laughs> I don't 
don't think so. Yeah, it is. On the front, but on the back, wasn't there a question mark? I don't think there was a question mark. I think mark. there might have been. I can't find the What's back of it. What's that one right there where, where he's got the coat on? Oh, it's an exclamation point. Exclamation Excuse point. me. Yeah. Yeah, that's well, better. Now, the other thing is he would talk about grammar a lot, too, by the way, if you ever noticed that. That's what the fans wanted. Yeah. But again, <laughs> that's what they I think wanted was, in 95. Again, like, I'm not trying to make it sound better, but I think the intent you was... sure? It was trying to make fun of the smarky ECW crowd. Well, like, it didn't in a weird work, way. Yeah. though. No, it didn't work, but I can see, like, why... Like, I can understand where the promos are going. Like, yeah. that's that's what they're making fun of. All right, if you it's, say it's so. It's terrible. Yeah. It, it's like, it's the usual Vince McMahon, like, good idea, but horrible execution. Yeah, like, bad, bad idea, though, too, yeah. I'd say. So anyway, he finally starts wrestling in the summer of 1995, and he chooses a feud with Razor Ramon. He chooses a feud with the 123 Kid. What do you mean he chooses? He like, chooses to feud with them. Did Vince McMahon have any say in this? The character. Oh, I, I see. The yeah. character. Um, this is, now we're talking about the canon. Okay. Yeah, Dean Douglas. Yeah, it's Dean Douglas. He's very Dean Douglas. Dean Douglas! He's very... <laughs> So he fights, he feuds with these guys, but he gets himself an Intercontinental title match in the process. With Weirdly, the, uh, yeah, he barely did anything. Barely did shit. Was this his finisher, like a back suplex or something? Like, I swear it was like really dumpy. Did he have a finisher? Uh, yeah, I, I remember him being on Superstars. Like, you know what's weird about him is I distinctly remember him like a Whalen Mercy. Like, I really remember a lot oh, of his I remember squash him, matches. Yeah. Like, very distinctly, though. I definitely remember it, too, yeah. but I don't, I don't know what his finisher was, to be yeah. honest with you. So anyway, he... Teacher's uh, pet. I don't yeah. know what they called it. Whatever. <laughs> so he's... The bookmark. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be fighting Shawn Michaels at the October of 1995 in your house, which is in your house for Great, great White North. <laughs> great White that North. Was, that was the name of that pay-per-view, huh? Yeah, in Winnipeg, what Manitoba. What a fucking stupid name it's, for pay-per-view. It's really shitty, too. Why didn't they call like schools out if it was like Dean Douglas versus Shawn Michaels was Stop. on it? Don't. Don't I just mean that. to say, no, like, just no. they should have given it that theme. Well, Diesel was the champion. Maybe it could have been Big Daddy Cold. Yeah. Thank you. Big Daddy Dump. Um, so anyway, Shawn Michaels, noted asshole in 1995, mm-hmm. had um, been on some uh, some drugs and or alcohol at a, a nightclub in Syracuse, New York, with Shawn Waltman and Davey Boy Smith. And depending on who you ask, between one and 44 Marines attacked him. I think it was closer to I'm gonna one. I'm going to go with 16. I think it was like one I'm or two. i go in between. I think it's literally one or two, but WWF... Why do they act like it's a pack? WWF did to make him seem like less of a puss. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> Shawn Michaels gets beat up for being an asshole in a yeah. club. And, and because of that, he has to vacate the title. Okay. And just, what if he was hurt? Shut up! <laughs> So he com- I thought this is the I thought this is the understood legit injury. Like of of all the like fake injuries, this is the real one. No, the WrestleMania 14 one is the most legit injury, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think this is the second most legit. Well, because he, he showed up with a beard and a windbreaker looking black sad. Guy. He got hurt. He couldn't have jobbed. Aren't Listen, they wrestlers? Don't they work through injuries? Going, like, is it clear that he was going to job here? That's the one thing that I don't know. So fans, if you know if you've heard like someone reputable confirm it, because I don't know. Because I mean, it I was really near, this was near the end of the year, right? It he, would make sense that they would have him drop it here to get ready for WrestleMania. To heat him up for WrestleMania. That's, right. He probably would have dropped it anyway. Did he Dean, technically yeah. have something against Dean Douglas, or was it Didn't like... all of the click? 
Yeah, they did, but I mean, was dropping it to him, like, that was still probably in the plans, no? I mean, I could, Sean knew he was bound for the world title. He knew he had yeah. to drop this fucking belt. Yeah, he probably just didn't want to do it in the ring. Okay. He had a history of that. I don't know yeah, like, I don't where know. you've been here. So anyway. <laughs> he dropped it to Razor in ladder match three. That would have been what great. I saying, yeah, I know. Like, anyway. At Royal Rumble 96. Yeah, yeah seriously, that would have been cool. But nevertheless, uh, so Shawn Michaels comes out, he's all sad, he's got a windbreaker, tell me a lie, all this crap. And Gorilla Monsoon and Vince McMahon are in there, or maybe not Vince, but Gorilla Monsoon's in there. And Shawn Michaels, because he can't wrestle or doesn't want to wrestle, has to forfeit the title to the Dean Douglas, <laughs> the new Intercontinental Champion, Dean Douglas. Dean Douglas immediately defends it <laughs> against who else but the perennial, you know, Intercontinental the bad Champion. Guy, yep. Yeah. Now this match, if you've never seen this one, folks, or maybe it's been a hilarious match. Razor treats Dean Douglas like an afterthought the whole match, he like sucks. a jobber. Like, yeah, yeah, he just, he treats him like nothing he does matters. He beats the shit out of him, like fall away slams and yep. stuff. And about the 11 minute mark or so of this match, <laughs> there's this weird ass spot where Razor hits a, I think it's a back suplex, right? In the ring, like normally. And Dean <laughs> drapes his leg on the ropes. And Razor's like laying on his back with his arm over him, and that counts as a pin. <laughs> as I've, only, I think I've mentioned this before. And King is the only one to point out that his leg was on the ropes, and right. Vince is like, "There was no leg." <laughs> and then finally on the replay, King's like, "What are you talking about, like, man? Look at the leg!" <laughs> like King's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Yeah, King's like, "This is bullshit." <laughs> yeah. Another kind of one. Look at the deep flag. It's all the way on the ring. Look. Yeah, look, look, look. No, it was a clear cut. And then I remember when Razor wins it, he's kind of like, okay. I, he brushes his hands. <laughs> yeah, That's like, what I remember the most. And, and he shrugs. Like, it shrugs and just like, okay. I'm the jumping man. And then Dean Douglas just, I don't really, we don't hear much about <laughs> no. him ever again. He brings in uh, the Nature Boy Buddy Rydell. Oh, and, uh, Buddy Rydell, remember, <laughs> remember this that? whole shit? <laughs> Buddy Rydell. I can't wait to <laughs> cover that on the paper. Didn't we review We reviewed that? that one already, yeah. Well, so We'll have to skip it, I guess, because yeah. we already have it. We could replay it for re free. Re-air it yeah, or something. Re-air it. But anyway, he brings in Buddy Landell in December to sub for him and that's it he goes right back to ec freaking w and january Where he's respected yeah and, and thought of as a thing and that's it for him as the intercontinental champion the shortest reign by far that we've discussed and 10 you, minutes you know what the most important thing about it is that it brought us the dane douglas like that did, noise. so okay if anybody doesn't understand what this noise is have i yeah. fully properly explained it it might have been like a year ago or okay. more though so, so why don't you do it since we're talking about dean douglas we this is like the only time i'll be able to bring up this story yeah basically when this guy came into wf Summer Which of 95. I, you know, I didn't really get to see him in ECW at the time because ECW is on like four in the morning on, on, like, on like a channel, maybe MSG, that yeah, week, right, maybe something maybe. else. <laughs> he came in and I just thought this name was weird, right? On top of it, um, the video game Killer Instinct uh, came out uh, yeah. it, on Super Nintendo. I've heard it on Super um, Pretendo. Maybe Super Famicom in your region. <laughs> it's uh, possible. I think in Europe it's called that, actually. Anyway, this game had this character named Orchid. It, it was, was like a fighting this, game. A fighting game. Like yeah, a street she fighter. She was like a girl, and she had a she had like a Hadouken move. Yeah, but, she's also known as Black Orchid sometimes. Oh, okay. Sorry. Maybe that's in Europe also. Maybe. Um, anyway, it flings this beam thing. I don't it's know. A beam it, flinger. Yeah, it, it flings this thing at them. And when she does the move, she just yells. <laughs> and it's so real. the Dean Douglas character was out when I played this game. And like me and my friend 
Like, it wasn't just me. Yeah, and it wasn't me. I wasn't there yet. He wasn't there yet. It was some other friend that I grew up with. I know who it is. We were convinced. Like, we were just like, that says Dean Douglas. Like, listen back to it. Like, doesn't that sound like Dean Douglas? Here, one more time. Yeah, Dean, I, Douglas. Dean Douglas. I don't hear anything else. I don't know what the fuck. Like, I was, we were, I think before the show today, we were trying to look up, like, what does she really say? We don't I don't know. I don't fucking know. Like, I don't know what it is. But it sounds like his name. So that's why we always play that clip. Yep. It is great. Yeah, um, it is and, great. And to me, that noise is like emblematic of the entire <laughs> Dean Douglas run because like I was playing that game all through that run because right. I was so short. Yeah, and, yeah. And I just remember Dean Douglas, Dean Douglas. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. But there so you that's go. the story on Dean Douglas as the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, that that noise is all you need to know. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, Quinn, it's ranking time. I'll run it down again real quick here. At number one, it's Test. Number two, Albert. <laughs> number three, JBL. Number four, Chinna. Number five, Texas Tornado. And number six, Ahmed Yanson. Quinn, Mark Morrow. I say we start him against Ahmed because they're comparable. Well, I'll tell you something. Um, He's better than Ahmed. I don't know if he's better than Ahmed. Oh, I disagree. Why? I just, because it was a full run. The one thing Ahmed has full going. Full run. It was a month, though. Yeah, but I mean, it was treated like a legitimate intercontinental title run with defenses and like stuff well then why is tornado worse than ahmed if he had a full run also well his was just uh, disappointing uh, 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 i don't know why you're defending ahmed you can't think that marrow's was worse than ahmed sure i can i'm doing it right now look at me do it so why is it better i don't know it's just i don't <laughs> why is ahmed because i just want it Mark to be Mar- better it isn't let me gather my thoughts that on that for anything. a second yeah because ahmed's whim was a lot hotter and he didn't lose it because he was actually injured let me ask you this: Boom. Do you consider? Boom. Do you consider? Um, Boom. Do you consider Marrow's run disappointing? Because I don't. I just consider it inconsequential. I don't know. I, I felt it really helped the character. Honestly, I thought that that's like what established Mark Marrow in WF. No, neither of us can name a notable defense besides the one where he lost it. To be fair, yeah, but he was just such a big hot baby face at the so time. So was Ahmed. Yeah, but he again, he didn't have any. He couldn't capitalize on it. Whereas, like Marrow, at least did stuff. Mm. He main evented Raw, but in that like great, like that whole thing was, you know, it was a thing. Yeah, but Ahmed Johnson as Intercontinental Champion main evented the July '96 in your house with Michaels and Warrior against Camp Cornette. I'm just saying he, he wasn't. Was, he didn't defend he, the title. He, was, he didn't defend the title. Yeah. But I'm just saying. He, but the one time Mero did on TV, he loses it. How can you honestly say Ahmed is? That's just insane. Because um, I think his win was better. His win was good, but Mero's was good too. I mean, yeah. in the tournament, like that was, it was fun. okay, and it, it was a good celebrating moment. And I don't know, it had that weird sunny thing, but whatever. You really? How is Mero better than Ahmed? Though it just, it's better. He was a no. Ahmed's better. What are you talking what are about? You, what are you talking? Because Ahmed has all the makings of a champion. He's big. He's popular. Hey, he was his a hot. Never fell out. There was nothing. First of all, it was his kidney. It didn't fall out. Whatever <laughs> happened, I don't but care. That's not his fault. It's not his fault. But that doesn't make it good. They had. They thought Mero sucked so much that they had him lose it to Triple H. That's not him. Them oh, thinking it sucked though. They, they were like, "You stink." No. Here's the thing, though, is I think um, or um, I think Marrow would have regained it had he not gotten hurt. I think that was like in the cards. No, I thought the feud would Possibly. have continued, and Possibly. that was, and then Marrow would have won it back. Maybe 
Because they were I treating th- him like as like the new like razor of the Intercontinental. They were. Yeah, like, but they were treating Ahmed Johnson like the next big thing in yeah, general. Yeah, that just fell off like before it even got started, though. Well, that's not his fault, though, is what I'm saying. It they both went down to injury. Better, it does, but just, it doesn't make Marrow no, better. Not, just being not how, your fault. Is how like, is Marrow better? Marrow is it just He's is. not there. Ahmed's promos are more entertaining. Line, he had a big storyline feud with Triple oh, H. Oh, get out of here. But Ahmed Johnson was in the main event scene as the Intercontinental Champion. And matter. his promos are better. You're gonna tell me something. Ahmed's promos are you're more gonna fun. tell me something involving fucking Camp Cornet is better. Oh, the Triple H mid card edition. Dan and Mr. Perfect. Now we got a big Triple H fan sitting no, next no, no. to me over I'm here. I'm not saying uh-huh. that. I'm oh, saying- Lloyd's a London Perfect. No, but Perfect was coming back. He didn't wrestle. He, he left didn't. to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, he did, but he wasn't hiding behind the Lloyds the at that point. He wanted sucks. to wrestle. The whole thing sucks. I disagree. Mero stinks as a champion. What are you talking about? <laughs> I dis- Ahmed's better. <laughs> what do you mean? He's better than Texas Tornado at the very but, least. But Ahmed's win was huge. <laughs> he didn't do anything. It was a pay-per-view. And Mero they- won big and lost big. Period. He that, did not win is- big. It was Farouk. It was a thing. Gladiator Farouk. I just, I wholeheartedly disagree on you. Are this. you serious? How are I you defending I Mark Merrow? I can't give it Ahmed what the nod here. What is wrong with you? insane. What, how is that insane? Just because he, I don't know, like, he just wore a swishy coat and what, he was hurt, and then he, like, I don't know, nothing came of this. But nothing came of Merrow either. Yes, it did. It. No, it, it to, did. No, but it came to a head on that Raw. That's because they wanted to get the title the fuck off of him. They're like, you stink. I disagree. How? Would the, why did he have the title for a month? We need to figure out what this is. We can't just, <laughs> we're just arguing. Like, yeah, but what, the fans like, like it. I know, but I'm, okay, where Where are we, like, honestly, like, can you, I'm can not you being, honestly I'm being say serious. the Merrow reign is somehow better? No. Or, can you say that the Johnson reign is somehow better either, though? I don't know. He has yeah, the like, win, the good win. The win is much Merrill's better. Merrill's win's good also. It's okay. They ca- they replayed the shit out of it. The big uh, flippy flip lands on him, like all that shit. Like Pearl I, River Plunge. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Like, Gold dust. Both, like, can we say this? Both had a big win. They did. That's, yeah. That, that is indisputable. I think that's like an equal thing. I think Merrill's is better. I mean, uh, Johnson's is better, though, and it was on pay-per-view. It was against a hotter heel that was the incumbent champion. Yeah, but Merrill's win and loss, they centered entire episodes of the product around them. That's not saying much for 1996 Raw, though. But it's still something. To me, it was like a spe- it was treated as a special thing, and I it came off as pretty cool to but, me. Like I said, Ahmed Johnson as Intercontinental Champion was in the main Nothing event happened. scene. He was in the main event for scene. For a match in like a three-tag team thing. Yeah, but so what? I mean, that just because it was only like one thing... Yeah, it was... B- well, what did Mero do besides lose the title? He won it, and he lost <laughs> and he it. he lost it. Was like, like, what's ju- good about all that? The, I, I can tell you this much. Almost what? all of these champions won it and lost it. Well, not Shawn Michaels and not Ahmed Johnson. <sighs> Listen. <laughs> it's true. Uh, are you are you absolutely dead set on Ahmed being better than Mark Merrill? Because I, I don't understand that well, at all. I don't who get has, it. Who's more, who seems like more of a champion? To me, it's Ahmed Johnson. I disagree. How? Because Ahmed had it for four fucking seconds. I didn't get to see any defenses. He had it as long as Mero did. He had it longer than Mero, I think. Did he defend it? Yes. Did he? Did he he really? Did Mero, besides losing it once? No, Mero had matches on Raw. Match. Yeah, he definitely did. I okay. know that. Do we need to go to Graham Cawthorn's awesome site history to WWF to get some I, raw results here? I remember them like him winning on superstars and raw and shit like Superstars. during the run. 
Yeah, but I just d- mean that like they featured him. Yeah, like, and then you're in the same breath discrediting the main event work that Ahmed Johnson did, which I just for find, a match. I just find it to be. And he was with a bunch of other people. What do you so? He wasn't the like headliner in he there. Was he was the headliner. He was just like the he was friend, the best. friend of Sean He's and the Ultimate best. Warrior or yeah. whatever. It's better than lingering around fighting Triple H Can in the midst talk. of a Mr. Perfect thing. Hey, 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 Ahmed's more fun to listen to than Mark Merrow is in 1986. I, I, I am going to win. I have Sable by my side. I okay, am so, so good. Tell me the matches of the run. I'm trying to. Hang on here. I thought you were in 1996 or whatever. <laughs> you're in 1996. It's a very there. easy site to navigate. <laughs> Shut up. What's your issue? Hang on. I might have to report this to Graham. <laughs> no, don't don't get Graham involved. <laughs> Graham, Joe doesn't know how to use the website. <laughs> Graham, Joe doesn't know how to use your site. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, All right, hang use on. control F, Joe. Okay, I know how to do that. It's All right. the find key on uh, you're the be... on internet browsers. Find a key. Uh, type Mark Marrow, M A. R-C. <laughs> Mark Marin. Not, why do they not spell with a K? I what do you mean they? Gotten, his parents? W-F. Because his name is spelled with a C. Oh, what is that do you his mean? real name? It's yes. not like Fred Bloom or something? Yeah, it's stupid. Fred Bloom. He's <laughs> Albert's brother. Yeah. <laughs> what, do, what do you mean? Why do they not spell it it's with a K? It's not spelled right. <laughs> That's how he spells Marcus spe- with a K. <laughs> what do you want me to tell you? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Ahmed Johnson defeated... Triple H in June of 1996. Very good. He also defeated Bart Gunn. Yeah. July of 96. These were defenses? Well, it doesn't say if it is or not, but I'm assuming it is. Mm-hmm. Sean teamed up with him, and they headlined the um, July 22nd, 96 Raw against the Smoking Guns. And then he got attacked by Farouk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how many more defenses did he have? He won a battle royal, eliminating Goldust. That was for a world title shot, for the record. Yeah. That he didn't get because he got injured. Well, here's the thing. What? Why is he not defending his intercom? He's, he's more going after the world title. What's that about? I don't know. Ask the Ultimate Warrior, Quinn. Yeah, but that wasn't his whole run. Ask the Ultimate Warrior, Quinn. It wasn't his whole run. Hey, I told you he beat Triple H. What's your problem? <laughs> don't you like when Triple H loses? Yeah, well, Triple H lost to Mark Miro, too, in the tournament. No. All right. Now we got to check or, No, Miro. that was Farouk. Sorry. That was Farouk. All right, let's check Morrow now. So, yeah, he lost it. What did he do before that shit? <laughs> he defeated Diesel 2 via disqualification. What a, what that's, a win. That's his one defense on tel- on Raw besides losing it. So, don't give me that. Okay. That he did all this great shit. I like the run. I don't. It's not a run. It's nothing. Okay, fine. Let's just say this. He's better than Texas Tornado. Texas Tornado fine. was just boring. Okay. Like, that shit sucked. So we will. I put disagree him... with this ranking, but anyway. No, wait, no, wait. How, how is he better than Tornado? Tornado had a longer run and actually yeah, feuded with Perfect. His was just like I think the disappointment factor really outweighs. At least Merrill was like uh, it went in with a bang and it went out with a bang. Like that. At least there's like something there. Tornado was just like the like weird like he just Tornado punches his way into victory and then like I basically have never seen him lose the title. I don't think I've never even seen the match. I think it was on gives, challenge. Nobody gives a shit. Like it was on challenge. That's how much. Maybe that's how much that run didn't matter yeah but like, Quinn he had a good house show feud still with Perfect in the I mean, midst of it yeah and I rematches. guess I'm just trying to say is that at least Mark Merrow they like featured that shit like they cared yeah Diesel 2 was a hot property I just mean the loss is like was like a huge storyline that's all really well Perfect regaining it was a big deal just was on syndicated program and didn't have Raw in 1990. I'm just saying that it, You're aware they, they of didn't even put it on Superstars. They put it on the fucking I think, well, show. I'll, I'll find out, okay? And I'll make sure. Mr. Perfect, Kerry Von Eric. What, are you drinking Diet Coke today? What's going on with you? <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't fathom how Mark Merrow is like 
worse. Like I, it just what? <laughs> How? I, I just, what is I just wrong remember with this you? run feeling such like a big deal. Like I don't know. Like well, it I, wasn't. This is me as the viewer thought this. I thought we weren't supposed to have any bias here. This isn't bias. This is me judging it objectively. I don't think it's great. What like, you just said? You remember it feeling like a big deal. That's not objectivity. I don't remember it being great. It was on re- Superstars, by the way. We're perfect. Won it back. Okay, fine. He's not. He's not better than Tornado. What are you talking about? <laughs> he's better than China. Yes. Okay. Fine. Uh, is he better than China? Yes. No. Don't even stop. We know the China thing is just notably hideous. Like, it well, stinks. okay. You like, know why? Co-champion. That's yeah, all co-champion. I need to say. Yeah, that's all you need to say. Okay. So Marrow settles then at number five. Don't. Don't even try uh, to I, like I, get Marrow below that. You were gracious enough to give me these two, so yeah. I won't fight you. Okay. Although I could probably get them if I really wanted to, but I don't yeah, want yeah. to. Okay. All right. Now, Quinn, we have to rank another person. Dave Douglas! So where do you think Dave Douglas goes? Well, he's worse than Marrow, without question. Well, let's let's see. Why? Because, because he... Because it's a joke. Because he didn't win it. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't win it, and he lost it, like, immediately. He, what was he, the champion for four minutes or like something? 10, yeah. yeah. Is he worse than everyone, in all seriousness, without even trying to, like... like how He's can- definitely worse than everyone. Like, there's no... It's impossible. Right? Like, even Test. <laughs> test. Who, like, is, like, hideous. Like, his reign just exists for a unification yeah. match. Same with Albert, like, right? He hideous. at least even had it for, like, more than a match. Right. Like, yeah. 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 Dave Douglas didn't even win it. And even his, like, it's just, his whole thing is insulting. Like, the whole, like, I'm good, I'm smarter than you, I'm gonna chalkboard noise. Fuck I, it. Yeah, you know it's, what, Quinn? The most notable thing about him is Killer Instinct video game. Like, that's, like, the best part. Like, seriously. Here's the thing, right? Let's say in kayfabe, just purely by kayfabe. Yeah. How much of a loser is this run? He doesn't even legitimately win it. Yeah. And then he immediately loses it yep. as soon as he's awarded Thus it. proving he should have never been awarded yeah. it in the first place. He so, just happened to be the guy yeah. fighting Shawn Michaels that month. From a kayfabe point of view, yeah. right? Plus he sucked. The character. Oh, yeah. the ca- just horrible. The, the, and the thing that the Razor thing proved is that he had no fucking chance against Shawn Michaels. Like, if Shawn Michaels had wrestled, right. he would have lost. Shawn would have kicked his ass. Kayfabe. Yeah. Kayfabe, anyway, yeah. Well, we don't know what the booking was, but I'm fine with having him as number one. because You don't even need to say anything more yeah. other than, Dean Douglas! A, a, it's funny. Two. And D, it's just like, it makes the most sense because he literally never defended it successfully. And E. Right, and he didn't win it. Is yeah. the other that's the funniest thing is he didn't win it. Right, and F. Exactly. All right, so for number one, then Dean Douglas, right? Yeah. He'll go all the way to the top or the bottom, I guess you could say. Right. All right, so here are <laughs> this was <laughs> this is gonna, folks. I'm gonna warn you. This is gonna be probably one of the last times you hear that. Uh, yeah, so don't get, worry. So get fucking used we're, to it. We're getting it out of our system. Yeah, really, this is, this is literally like the Dean Douglas episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's run them down here. I guess we have eight names on the list now. At number one is the one and only. At number two is Test. Number three, Albert. Four, JBL. Five, China. Six, Mark Merrill. All right. Seven, Texas Tornado. And pulling up the rear, my man, Ahmed Johnson. Bullshit. That is the updated Royal Flush. Let us know yours. Let us know where you think Mark Merrow should be. Uh, You can do that on Twitter. You can email us or join the group. Quinn, when we come back, get your passports ready because we are crossing the border into Canada. What? Yeah. Uh. All right. Well, that'll be coming up right after this.
Wild Man Mark Merrill and Sable have joined us here on the floor of the Market Square Arena. Behind us, the cemetery, kind of an unnerving sight. And I know, Mark, that tonight you will face the man who you defeated for the title, Farouk. Farouk has said that your victory over him was kind of a fluke. How does that make you feel? Farouk, you kook. Tonight, I'm going to show you once and, all, once and for all, it was no fluke. I've got some things prepared for you. Also, there's somebody that's going to be coming tonight that wants to see you. He says you owe him something, and that somebody is Ahmed Johnson. Well, we heard Ahmed and Farouk get it on last week uh, over the phone. Who knows if sparks will fly tonight in Indianapolis. The power of Farouk is absolutely incredible, Mark, and your wild thing is beyond words. What do you think the matchup between Farouk, uh, the power, and the wild thing? It's time tonight to take a walk on the wild side. Farouk, you're going to see the wild thing tonight. Race to Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair to The Rock, Sting to Steve Austin. You're listening to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for being with us here. It's episode number 138. Quinn, before we stampede ourselves into Calgary, mm-hmm. did you know there are other wrestling podcasts out there? Uh, apparently, I've been told <laughs> You've been that informed? there are other things there besides are. us. Yeah, there's other ones. We're not the only podcast on the air, right? No, we're not. And we want to tell you about three friends of the show that are good friends. You know, they put out great quality uh, podcasts each and every week, pretty much. Let's start with the wrestling podcast about nothing, WP. And it's hosted by two guys that have actually worked in the wrestling business. Unlike Quinn and I, we're wrestling scientists, obviously. Wrestling scientists. Yes, yes that's our just, title. As you just heard. Yeah. Uh, and these guys are great. It's mean Mike Crockett, a retired referee. Meanest of Mike's, biggest of daddies. Most and, retired. Most names of names. <laughs> and his partner is ROH's own, an actual wrestler, one half of the brawlers. It is Brian Malonis. The Wine City Whaler. Yeah, that's right. His partner, the Beer City Bruiser. And he and Crockett host a show that is pretty cool because they take a look at wrestling past sometimes because they grew up as fans obviously mm-hmm. but you also get some insight into people that have actually worked in the business sometimes an interview or two yeah special guest one of my favorite episodes they did was like worst venues they've worked yeah at or right something like a baseball field yeah. <laughs> right. awful like yeah so there's some cool stuff like that you know yeah. it's like it's fan discussion but it's also like a little insider stuff cool show check it out wrestling podcast about nothing also check out on thursdays the critically acclaimed better ratings than murphy brown reboot god well that stunk <laughs> it is Greetings from Allentown with Petey Winson. You know, interesting note here. Um, greetings from Allentown is not canceled. Murphy Brown is canceled. He's canceled, right? <laughs> so check out Petey Winson's one-man show because he will walk you through an episode of old wrestling, but he does it in such a way that throughout the course of the podcast, you're going to hear all sorts of asides and anecdotes and stories about the life and remembrances of one Peter Winson. Great show, Quinn. Greetings from Allentown. Fantastic program. Yes, it is. And also check out, if you like your retro wrestling slathered and barbecue sauce, check out Book in the Territory, our friends south of the Mason-Dixon line. They're very south, very yep. Dixon, very line, <laughs> uh, all those things. Yep. Unprophessional wrestling podcasts, they like as they Jim say. Cornette and yes, they do. antics. And they like Jim Crockett and his promotion, yeah. the NWA. They do a show on the NWA, and they do a show on the Smoky Mountain. It is Mike Mills and Book in the Territory. So again, our three friends of the show, wrestling podcast about nothing greetings from allentown and booking the territory quinn this was your idea actually a couple of weeks uh, back yes, you... i saw this appear on yep. the world entertainment network yep the world entertainment network uh recently posted this back in june mm-hmm. this is stampede wrestling's reboot pilot from um 1999 now i yeah, guess this we'll... existed yeah this existed so let's get into this real quick <sighs> 
You've heard of Stampede Wrestling, maybe? Unfortunately, I have. Now, this was Stu Hart's promotion. Uh, Tiger uh, that was allegedly good. Apparently. Now, he ran this for freaking ever. This was the late 50s that he start, maybe? I mean, when we say he ran it, that's kind of like very loose term because, um, you know, he ran it at the expense of his, like, family. family. Like, because... They lived on a fake man, well, an abandoned mansion that like nothing you know could get done because this promotion existed. You know, I remember having to brush my teeth with my finger because yeah. we didn't have toothpaste, right? Which is sad. That's you know that's not fun. They didn't but, have shoes and all. Yeah, this. they didn't yeah. have shoes. But uh, the Hart family, obviously, Stu Hart was the patriarch, and he had this promotion out of Calgary, Stampede Wrestling, which locally was very popular the whole right. time. It was yeah. locally always a big wasn't deal. It wasn't a moneymaker. Um, wasn't a huge moneymaker, no. Stu got to finally retire off his work, I guess, here yeah, um, yeah. You know, by Vince buying the promotion really just for the contracts of Davey Boy yep. Smith, Dynamite Kid, and Brad and Hart. Bret Hart in 1984. Yeah. And basically, it's heyday, I guess, as terms of the wrestling quality was the late 70s into the early 80s. That's where the guys you mentioned were all there. And there were some really good matches. Bruce Hart would then kind of uh, take the reins for a bit in the mid 80s until 1989. And that's where Owen Hart really shone as a uh, as a great up and coming wrestler. He had a big feud with Mike Shaw, Bastion Booger. Yeah. Now, this promotion had some weird special permission to exist from Vince, even though he technically owned it. Right. Isn't there like something with that? No. Basically, as long as they didn't, the name, com- yeah. if they didn't compete outside of Canada or some- something, like I just that. remember hearing these like stipulations. Vince was like, "I don't fuck." I, I again, he bought it for their contracts, not for the company. Yeah, he didn't want Stampede. He just wanted the few wrestlers from it. Right. What we had here in 1999 was an effort by some other members of the Hart family, Bruce Hart, uh, Ross, and Wayne Hart, to reboot Stampede. Now you got to remember, April 99. We are in the midst of the late 90s wrestling boom, Quinn. So if there was a time to try to do yeah. something, this was the time. I get it. It's just also like, look at this thing. Well, look at this thing. Yeah. yeah. Now, this was a TV pilot. The promotion itself would continue to run shows all the way until uh, the mid-2000s. What the fuck? Why? Yeah, and Did they even get this TV deal that they're trying to get here? They had some kind of TV because you can find other stuff on mm, the internet. Interesting. But uh, Bruce Hart wound up selling it. I forget to the guy's name, but I think in 2000. Eight or something sell like that. What? There's like Vince, whatever he had, whatever, whatever, like, whatever he was able to sell. But this was their reboot pilot, and that's how the uh, WWE Network actually terms it, right? right. Reboot pilot. And, and, <laughs> and again, because we told you all this history of the sales stuff, WWE technically owns their pilot. Yeah, I guess so. Which right? Is weird. Right? Yeah. They own the tape library. Why don't we just get into it here? It's very strange. It is doesn't feel like the old stampede honestly mm-hmm. no there's very few uh, names in that some you, ways it does yeah, a couple of ways i guess and there's yeah. very few names that you'll recognize but there are a couple that you'll know of here so it's stampede wrestling quinn april 2nd 1999 yeah and no it's not some late <laughs> april fool's joke by bruce or fireman it's, <laughs> it's really it really is boring stampede making a return attempt it really is what they're going for here now a title card make sure to point out our producers are ross and wayne hart the title card was shitty <laughs> font from like lightworks i swear <laughs> yeah it was bad uh wwe network by the way in the description decides to call this ill-fated which is just like mean like even the descriptions mean was it ill-fated though no did they get the deal they got some kind of tv yes uh, okay because uh so it, it did what it was supposed to do even <laughs> yeah. though it sucks yeah exactly yeah. kind of like star k97 what Light, so lightning streaks across the ring now as we hear a very nondescript voiceover about how the World Organization of Wrestling has resurrected one of the most storied territories in the world. Now, after a dormant decade, 
the World Organization of Wrestling has resurrected one of the most storied territories in the world. World Organization of Wrestling sounds like something we would make up. <laughs> yeah, like, I know. That, it sounds that, fake. It sounds it, it sounds like if Hulk Hogan, yeah. like, you know, World New maybe, World Organization yeah. of Wrestling. This is just the World Organization of Wrestling. Maybe that's why Hogan wanted a new one yeah. because he was like, "This one sucks." Yeah, maybe this was what he was referencing. Yeah. Even though it's 1999, whatever. And the New World Organization of Wrestling, brother. We see various clips of, you know, leapfrogs and dropkicks and other cutting-edge shit. So let's go to ringside, Quinn, with our announcers, a very fresh-faced Mauro Ranallo. Hello, wrestling fans. Mauro Ranallo along with Mark Kennedy ringside. And his partner, Mark Kennedy. Hold on. Mauro existed this early? Like, how old is this guy? Well, like, okay. Like, seriously, because he is he's commenting now. He looks only like he's like 42 at the most. He does look good. He's 50, I think. That's Mauro. crazy that yeah. he's that old now. So he's 30 back here. But he, this is the proof right here. He's yeah. 99, and he's like, he's not young here either. No, he's 30. Yeah, like. I think he had been doing stuff for like. 10 years or How? more before this. I don't know. He was young and he loved broadcasting and wrestling. And he he is Canadian. Right. Ronaldo. He's a Canadian. Well, I, mean, I knew that. So yeah. this makes sense. So his partner here, Mark Kennedy, kind of looks like a stand-in for Rick Moranis on Honey, I Shrunk so, the Kids. This guy's a real dork. Real dork. Uh, and he sounds like Let's one, Let's get too. ready to wrestle. <laughs> it's horrible. No question about it, Mauro. You can feel the electricity in the air. So we're, of course, in Calgary at the Victoria Pavilion here. Kennedy brags about the 2,100 people that are here. Exciting. A fifth of those people, Quinn, is probably the Hart family themselves. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, there is like 500 of them. Yeah. <laughs> so we fade up to the ring to see the German oak, Ockham Albrecht, uh-huh. which you might know as Brockus. What in the ass? And his name is like Ackham, yeah. like the boss from Link to the Past. Like, seriously, like, what is that about? His, his opponent. First of all, Brockus. Yeah, what the fuck? Why, why is he here? Why did he come here instead of still staying in WF? Because they, they didn't love want him. him. No, but I thought he was like the hot shit. They got him the fuck out of there. It's weird, too, because like you could tell like he's like what they wanted, what Brock Lesnar eventually became. Like, yeah, Brockus, Brockus is almost Lesner. the same thing. You yeah. know, he was trained by the in the dungeon. Yeah, I, I've heard that before. That That's what made sense to me, yeah. actually. Now, his opponent, Quinn, is Badlands Bill Rogers. Who? <laughs> the fuck is I that? I have no idea. Morrow mentions that we're on the A channel. Whatever that means. And you can't even freaking hear the ring announcer. It sounds like he's speaking into a sewer. It's horrible. <laughs> this cave is creepy. <laughs> Badlands Bill Rogers. Our opening bout here on the A channel. The new home of Stampede Wrestling. This is an exciting evening all the way around the world. So we get a nice shot of the AC vent in the drop ceiling in this place. Rena is a total dump, and that's how you know it's Stampede. That's I the mean, mark of Stampede. Stamp- Stampede notably was in, like, a barn. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. Uh, Badlands has, like, a crummy hat and a black vest here. The ring ropes, Quinn, are red, yellow, and blue. The ring looks like shit. Like, the mat is just green. It's very... Like, what the fuck? It's, like, dirty pool-colored green, yeah, though. Yeah. It's, like, not a good it's green. Like when the chlorine goes bad. <laughs> yeah. It's horrible. Morrow mentions how Brockus wants a title match against Tatanka. Tatanka! What the hell is he doing here? Oh, my here? God. What the fuck? Is Lex Luger here, too? Oh, God, no, yeah. please. So we get an insert promo from Brockus here where he says, to become the best, you have to beat the best, and that's why I'm here. Become the best, you have to beat the best. That's why I'm here at Stampede Wrestling. I don't care about Nightheart. 
It sounds like a C-level comedian doing a Schwarzenegger, it's bad. but it's, it's so re- bad. It's really just how Brockus talks. Uh-huh. Uh, Brockus stalls and goes outside to make fun of some kid with horrible hair. Mm-hmm. Jackie Cho is our referee. Shirt is way too baggy. Yeah, I noticed that yeah. too. Like a nightshirt almost. Tuck that shit in. <laughs> yeah, what does he think he is? Jack Kruger? Or something tighter, yeah. yeah. The ring mat, like you were saying, it's just like the color is disconcerting this yeah, green. Bothersome. It's very off-putting. You can get an infection wrestling on that. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> shove by Brockus, circle a lockup, and another shove off by Brockus. As Brockus celebrates being strong. Yeah, it's pretty much his gimmick, yeah. right? Ah, uh, strong. Some guy in the crowd does the suck it to Brockus. How is this real? This whole thing? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Side having my Badlands here, but Brockus with another shove off. Badlands. <laughs> Badlands. <laughs> Wasn't his name just like Bill? I just called him Bill it's the whole fried. time. It's <laughs> fried. He tries a couple of shelter blocks, but gets a knee to the gut. Morrow's good at least, though. You know, okay. He sounds yeah. like Morrow. There he is again, simply throwing, and I mean flinging Badlands Bill Rogers into the corner. A few chops by Brockus get some woos from the crowd I there. I think mainly actually that Morrow, that's the reason this ended up on the network, not because of Stampede. Yeah, probably because of Morrow. They're like, they're like, hey, look. did you know Morrow yeah. did stuff? Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, Irish whip baseball slide by Badlands, and he lands a few very weak punches, but he can't get Brockus down. Kennedy sounds like your grandma's friend, like, oh, it's going to take a house to get this tree he, down. He is horrid. <laughs> oh, I, my Lord, he's I, still standing. I don't know what the fuck he is. <laughs> it's going to take the house to bring this oak down. Oh, my Lord. Morrow with an unfortunate Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down reference. I, Weebles wobble, but... They, they don't fall up. down. What? No. That's just, horrible. Yeah, don't bring Oh, Weebles wobble, but yeah. they don't fall down. Horrible. <laughs> Ten punches in the quarter by Badlands, while Brockus's manager, the Shark or whatever. Is that his name? I, I think. He had like this Chinese garb on, but he was Canadian. <laughs> I don't know who he so is. so confusing. Uh, he comes over <laughs> to the commentary table to, to literally say, Brockus is going to kill everyone in Stampede Wrestling. Man, to the, this totally is mainstream. Yeah. <laughs> the Mr. Universe is going to kill everybody in Stampede hey, the Wrestling. Shark. You know my favorite part of wrestling, Quinn? The killing? The killing. Yeah. Like, he's, here it is. <laughs> here right it there. is. Rogers tries a bulldog, but Brockus flings him into the corner and lands a belly-to-back suit play. A DDT gets two for Brockus. Another one gets the win. That's yeah, cutting edge, truly. Zero people care, by yeah, the way. This squash was like straight out of 1989. It's horrible. Brockus tosses Badlands out of the ring after the bell. Nobody cares. Yeah. We come back and we're joined in progress. That's a freaking stampede stable, yeah. by the way. Joining oh, shit in progress. I yeah. was wondering why, like, every match is joined in progress. Oh, yeah. If you ever watch any of the old 70s, 80s stuff, it's always joined in progress. Is that to make it seem like it was long or something? Yeah, or to just showcase more people, maybe, <laughs> yeah. you know, in shorter yeah. amount of time. But, uh, <laughs> so, here's what we've got in this match, joined in progress. It is uh, Crazy Horse Eddie Mustang versus... <laughs> <laughs> Dick Butkus Jr. Come on! <laughs> that, what? What is that about? You gotta capitalize on the big famous Dick Butkus. What? In, in Canada? What is that? Like, what, literally, what it, I... On the notes, I just typed, ah, ha, 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 like right. the NWO laugh. Right. <laughs> like, it's so stupid. Did Bruce Hart just think that Butt Kiss was a funny last name? Because that's I all do. it probably is. I think it's a funny name. He only had one wrestling appearance. WrestleMania 2. Wasn't he a judge or something? He's so important <laughs> that we made another character out of him. Dick Butkus Jr. Butkus, apparently, I looked him up, was also known as Jimmy T. Was he related to Jim Butkus in any way? No, he wasn't related or to anyone. Dick he wasn't, Buckus, he wasn't related to Booker T either. Oh, sorry. <laughs> He's just a generic bald guy. That's all it is. There's 
nothing to say about him. Dick Buckus Jr. (laughs) Body slammed by Buckus and then an elbow drop. Eddie Mustang has long hair, a black t-shirt, and jeans. Tire sucks ass. (laughs) Like, it's awful. He looks like some guy from the crowd. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly. Wild horse or what's Crazy horse. Crazy horse. He's horrible. Oh, God, he's terrible. Uh, He's like Dean Ambrose, like, the base off of him. Like, that's, like, what they made Dean Ambrose. Are you serious? That's what he seems like, yeah. I guess. Uh, nice drop kick here by Butkus. When Morrow calls it a sidekick and says it's like martial arts, like huh? what? <laughs> yeah, it was where, like a where drop are we going kick. with this because it's like first of all, he's Dick Butkus. It shouldn't be like football related. You would think. Second of all, it's not karate in any way. No, it's like wrestling kick. moves. Yeah. And then he does like a chop thing, like a thrust, yeah, a double thrust. And then he says that's karate. Oh, too. more martial arts there by no, Dick Butkus. It's just not anything. <laughs> Mustang with a spinning back elbow off the ropes, and then some hideous looking stomps as uh, we get karate in- stomps. Sorry, yeah. excuse me. Yeah. Yes, as we get an insert promo from Crazy Horse. <laughs> I have no idea, Quinn, what he's supposed to be, but I swear his promo sounds like it was written by Marty Janetti. Stampede Wrestling fans, let's get loaded with Crazy Horse Eddie Mustang. It doesn't matter who I'm getting in the ring with. Anytime, I'm going to take you one toke over the line. Rock and Roll is here to stay. Woo! Possibly the worst promo ever. He's like, oh, rock and roll. What the hell is this garbage? <laughs> yeah. like, seriously. Oh, rock and roll, Eddie Mustang. Oh. Yeah, so dumb. I believe uh, Eddie is wearing a Stampede Wrestling shirt, which is truly the mark of a jobber. Even worse, it says Stampede Wrestling kicks ass, which is just not true <laughs> yeah, at all. No. <laughs> Awful chops in the corner by Mustang and more ridiculously horrible karate stomps. And then he does a split at some point. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> and then he hits like a stunner diamond cutter hybrid for the win. Just terrible. As we now cut back to another match in progress, according to Mark Kennedy. Why? <laughs> Enough. It's Red Thunder versus... <laughs> I can't even make this one up. <laughs> Principal... <laughs> Principal Richard Pound. What? what the hell are these names? Like, seriously. Like, what? Dick they're Pound. all bad. Dick Pound. Yeah, they're Dick Pound. That's what they're going for. Principal Dick Pound. <laughs> Principal <Joe>. Dick Pound. <laughs> Apparently, this guy actually wrestled in Canada throughout the 80s. Unfortunate. And he somehow almost entered the WWF in 97. Why would anyone find him? <laughs> Don't know. Red Thunder is a nobody. Yeah. <laughs> red pants is the only thing making him red. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> I don't know what that is. He just has red pants That's on. It. That's why he's Red Thunder. Yeah, and uh, Pound here kind of looks like Adam Sandler's best friend in the wedding singer. What? You know, they were cones. They were cones. Uh, red Thunder, like, honestly, he looks like a generic cruiserweight jobber, but he has a Von Eric face. I, I don't know what he is. He's nothing, is what he is, Quinn. Uh, hot shot by Pound, then he comes off the ropes with a stomp. Just hot shot by Pound sounds funny. <laughs> but the dick Pound. A stomp gets two, by the way. Morrow's been making school jokes uh, this whole time, like, so I guess that's his gimmick as he's an actual principal. Yeah, get it. You know, he's going to hold him after school. Yeah. Ho ho. Stupid. Dick heads up very slowly, so. <laughs> Get it, dickheads. Yeah, dickheads. <laughs> dickheads up very slowly. So Red gets up and crappily punches the dick before landing a superplex from the second rope for the win. Like fifty percent superplex for the win. Garbage. Yeah, absolute garbage. I guess Principal gives Thunder detention after the match and attacks him. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, we come back to a promo here from Marvin Pope, who apparently was in the CFL That's or something. Really, the only reason people know who he is because it's Canada and CFL. <laughs> and he says he's going to be good at wrestling. Cool. <laughs> His opponent, who looks like Glenn Ruth if he only ate at KFC. Muggsy Ruth or whatever. <laughs> His legitimate name here is... 
It's horrible. This is the worst name. H I V Thompson. Yes, really, that's his name. But it's spelled H and like Ivy, Ivy yeah. like Ivy Poison Ivy, yeah, like Poison Ivy. H I V Thompson. It's pronounced H I V Thompson. Get it? Horrible. Bruce Hart was a real class act. People He's get on Russo. All the names are bad, but this one's especially like offensive. Yeah, like it's just shitty. So uh, Pope comes out dressed in his football jersey and khaki short. What These matches it? are moving, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, no. What is this like the twentieth match already in progress? <laughs> yeah, maybe, but yeah, seriously, Pope is dressed like a dad going to CVS or something on Laundry Day. Speared by the Pope to a huge pop. I guess people in Canada know Pope. Yeah, I guess like we knew LT. I guess. You know I what I'm know. saying? I don't know. Face first corner whip by Pope and some big rights. Another whip across the ring and Pope with an avalanche. Irish whip, shoulder tackle, and a neck breaker gets the wind for the Pope. Crowd was happy, at least. I'll give yeah. them that. They were, like, very fired I up. I thought this was okay, I guess. Yeah. So we cut right the hell back to another match in progress Boy, this these time. matches. I know. They're so fast. So here, Quinn, we have Pistol Greg Pollock. Horrible! Versus, are we serious? <laughs> dirty Dick Reigns! Like, another more, dick! More dick, but this is a dirty one, and I, it's, like, not Slater. No, no. Like, it's, it's Reigns. Now, Pollock looks pretty good, honestly. Indescript, though. He's indescript, yes. Very indescript. Dick just looks like a jobber. Just in black and nothing attire. We, he kind of looks like the principal. Very basically. similar. Yeah. Honestly. Corner splash by Pollock. Morrow says that people have compared Pollock to the dynamite kid and Lord Voldemort and yeah. even Morrow's like well I don't yeah. know about that only yeah. in Stampede seriously I'll say. Dick is up top with a top rope Fez press we get an insert promo from the Dick who sounds like he'd rather be at Jiffy Lube tonight it's me and you in the squared circle this is the biggest chance I got so far in my young career and I'm using you as a stepping stone you think you're using me forget it buddy you might as well bring everything you got because I'm pulling out all the stops against you tonight and I'm gonna grind you up stomp you into the ground Paul with a backflip off the ropes to counter a charge and a huge clothesline. Hey, some good wrestling for once. That's yeah, okay. Standing dropkick by Pollock. Uh, back elbow sends Dirty Dick outside. Fun fact for you, folks. Dirty Dick Reigns was also the name of an early heel wrestler in the 30s and 40s. Are we supposed to know that? No, I looked it up. Okay. Somersault plancha by Pollock and Morrow here with a historic... Mamma mia! That's this right. Probably the only reason they pulled it out of the archives was he said that, and they're like, "Oh wow, they're going to be so excited that he said that <laughs> in like '99." It might be the highlight of the show for me, honestly. Yeah. Somersault plancha! Wow! Mamma mia, Pollock! He sends Reigns back in and fires away with a European uppercut, Irish whip, flying for him, more uppercuts, nice overhead belly to back, gets two for Pollock, and I'm pretty sure Morrow Quinn just said the referee's name <laughs> is J. Edgar Hooper. How is this a thing? Why is that the ref's I name? Don't, I don't understand. <laughs> J. Ed- and I swear he said J. Edgar Hoover, and I was just like, this is so dumb. And then he makes like FBI references yeah, and stuff. So bad! Snaps. All the names are bad! It's all bad! Why do they do this? It feels like it's like sabotage by the names of the wrestlers. Right? Like, that was serious. Yeah, the refs. <laughs> yeah, the refs. Oh my god. Snap play by Paul gets two. Je- Kennedy says pistol was wobbed. <laughs> wobbed. Like, he literally says wobbed. He was wobbed. He was wobbed. Dick reaches into his generic tights and gets some brass knucks here and a release overhead belly to belly for Dick gets two. This really isn't bad at all, the wrestling it's not at least. Bad. It's just like it's the, na- the names. The, yeah, the names. The names really. I, I I can't believe how distracting they are. I know. Like, it's insane. J. Edgar Hooper. Yeah, J. Edgar Hooper is amazing. Reigns tosses Pollock outside as Ed Whalen stands up in the what? front row and yells at him. Ed Whalen's here. Like, and then they're like, oh, and Stu and Helen are here. Like, yeah. what? And they don't even show them, thankfully. Yeah. Oh, Stu and Helen are here, too. The crowd gets all into Eddie, though. But anyway, <laughs> Morrow says this has been a titanic struggle. There's a lot of that. Like, yeah. there's the Canadian drops, oh, yeah. basically. Yeah. 
Dick Sue plays Paula back into the ring for two. Paula comes back with a nice clothesline in the backside for the win. Not bad at all, yeah, honestly. Whatever, it was okay. Yeah. And now we cut right away to our semi-main yes, event. Yes, Morrow actually <laughs> says that. Semi. To me, that just like puts this match down immediately. Yeah. It's like it's not even the main. It's semi-main yeah. event. You yeah. could have said second main event. Yeah, or like semi first half event. of the main event or something. Yeah, yeah something. I don't know. Anything. This match is the Blackheart versus Kenny Johnson. Kenny Johnson has a skullet. He's like if Lenny Lane was still wrestling today. <laughs> like, he looks so... He's like an old Lenny Lane. Yeah, kind of, right? Yeah. And Blackheart has a, is a masked guy. I don't know. He was apparently also here in the 80s. They, they mentioned. say that, but I don't really believe that. But anyway, he honestly just looks like Brockus with a mask on. He kind of does. Yeah. Uh, Morrow brings up the mask superstar for some unknown reason. The ref has a neck brace on, and <laughs> which I, I, don't, I don't know what this was. White pants, a black shirt. He looks like a wrestler. Yeah. Insert promo from the Blackheart, who has a freaking like Louisiana accent, <laughs> which, which totally I did not. Like, yeah. like, I was like, well, I guess not Brockus. <laughs> Sounded like Justin Wilson. I guarantee I'm going to win. Very, very southern. <laughs> very southern. Yeah. Uh, nothing going on in the ring here, by the way. Lots of walking around. Side headlock by Kenny. Shoulder block off the ropes and another nice drop kick. And Blackheart bails out. Back in, and the Blackheart gets a boot up in the corner and a nice clothesline. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Seriously, nobody cares. Crowd's dead. Blackheart gets a reverse overhead suplex, but it looks like crap. As Mark Kennedy keeps going on, about 2,100 people are here. Yeah, too bad you can't hear them. <laughs> yeah, what are they doing? Yeah. Blackheart lands an awkward superplex for two and then lands a pile driver for two as Kenny gets a foot on the ropes. Another pile driver gets two because Blackheart pulls him up. Come on. Yeah. And a third pile driver. Just end this shit. I know. Like, seriously, I don't want to watch it anymore. <laughs> third pile driver, it's finally over. So they cart Johnson away on a stretcher, but Blackheart attacks. So the ref, who, like I said, obviously a wrestler, yeah. he gets Blackheart into the ring, and now Brockus comes in to help Blackheart, who takes off the neck brace. They set up a spike pile driver on the ref, but Marvin Pope now runs in and cleans house. Is this Russo booking? Like, <laughs> yeah. This is like him like intersecting everything. It's Canadian attitude era. It's yeah, the seriously. attitude era of nobody cared. Yeah, it's all these people that nobody knows. <laughs> yeah. but why would you do this in the pilot? You do this after like 10 episodes right. where people know what the fuck's happening. <laughs> yeah, you establish. They act a lot like you're supposed to know the storylines. Yeah, but if it's like a pilot. Yeah, yeah. if it's a TV pilot, how have people that don't go to Calgary, how have they seen this before? It's stupid. So some other big juice head runs in to help the heels. So Jason Clement from the CFL runs in to help the faces. And Morrow says, Stampede or Synergy too many times for my liking, which is twice. Yeah, his music plays over this poorly. Yeah, I know. It's really shitty. We're back finally with our main event, which is thankfully joined in progress. It is the North American champion. Tatanka, <laughs> defending against Jason the Sledgehammer Neidhart. Who? <laughs> like, seriously, who the fuck is this? Is well, he related somehow? No, he's the is fake. He Natty's brother? He's the fake cousin of Anvil, of course, Quinn. He's Jason no, Neidhart. not related to Natty in any way. No, you never heard My of brother Jason! <laughs> like, seriously. My cousin! Yeah. In case you care, folks, Tatanka is back to his old blue attire, which means he's a face. He's back to his old fat attire. <laughs> yeah. That is shit here. Speaking now, of did that, did you notice the North American titles back? I guess that, yes, like, it is. that, that is the t- that's their top premier title, title. Of, uh, of, Stampede. of Stampede. So that's nice that they at least have that. I'll give them that. Yeah, it's great. We get a fat shirtless uh, Jim Neidhart looking on from the outside as we get an insert from Jason, and it's just like a horrible promo <laughs> by Jason Neidhart. 
He says Stampede is where the bad boys come to play. Take that, WCW. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the bad boys. Ooh. Not the big boys, no, the bad boys. bad boys. Speaking of crappy, Nightheart and Tatanka lay around in a headlock the entire freaking time as Tatanka starts to power up like it's 1993, mm-hmm. and he chops his way out. Mar- By the way, Morrow pronounces his name like Lord Alfred Hayes. Like, he does Tatanka. the big Lord Hayes here. <laughs> yeah. like, even, I think we both noted the same yeah. exact thing. It's like, what is he, Hayes? Yeah. He's like, Tatanka! Yeah. <laughs> So Sunset dumb. flip dive to Tanka gets two. Nighthor tosses him outside as Morrow tells us that we're tied at one fall each year. Excuse me. This is a. This, ooh. I'm glad we didn't have to watch that Thank first because that stinks. Anvil with a body slam on the floor as the ref is distracted. And I still can't get over this ref's name, J. Edgar Hooper. It's amazing. Like, I, <laughs> of all the bad names, that's probably the best bad it name. It is really, like really good. It's really good. Yeah. Tatanka struggles back as fake Nighthor here is just horrible. Yeah. Irish whip duck under to Tanker gets a high crossbody for two. Double arm bar by Nightheart to really keep this exciting. For the record, Jason Nightheart looks nothing like Anvil. Like, he has maybe 1993 Steve Austin hair with nails his face the and ability. The hair color makes me think that, honestly, I really thought for a second maybe he's like Natty had an older brother. No, I'm not kidding because they're no, both blonde. So no, I just thought, no. you know, maybe Ellie Hart's hair or whatever. What's the, what's Tootie Hart? What's, what's, no, it's Ellie. It's uh, fairly salty little bully. That's no, Ellie. No, that's Georgia. It's no, fairly salty. No, Georgia is heart fart. Oh, Get your heart sister oh, nicknames so, right. Sorry, wrong. Georgia is heart fart. Cause, yeah, because Ellie comes in and says salty, salty little after, boy. after the heart fart Mouthful thing. of Oreos while she's yeah. talking. <laughs> salty little boy. Yeah. Nightheart gets a few two counts off of like fucking nothing before doing some choking. The crowd tries to rile up Tatanka as Nightheart lands a slam and very slowly heads up top. There was some random lumpy Indian <laughs> outside with like a drum. Yeah, what was and that? He just like he just like stares into the sky and does the like and then they just never show him again. Yep. And I swear, it's Joe, real. I don't know if this is you mentioned this or not. Yeah. I swear there's like a, a separate other lumpy like as his like manager, but they don't mention it. He might have a couple of lumpies, they, they, but they're definitely the lumpy Indians because they have the same coat from WF with the shiny tassels oh, from WrestleMania Eight and all that yeah, stuff. They, they, it's like there's multiple lumpy. Outside. There's a lot of lumpies. Yeah, <laughs> Tatanka here gets his feet uh, and tosses Jason Nightheart off the ropes. Punches by Tatanka, and we get an insert promo for him randomly. Which why, Tatanka, why is it at like the end <laughs> yeah. of the match? And he's like, "Once I start dancing, I'm gonna win." And then he it's starts not as good as Chiefs. Dance. No, he starts it up, but definitely not as good as Chiefs. Yeah, some chops and a tomahawk body slam by Tatanka. He goes up top and lands another tomahawk for two. Poked to the eyes though by Nightheart as Anvil climbs up on the apron, holding the real Anvil. Yeah, the real Anvil yeah, holding not the belt. Sledgehammer. No, no, no. Jason goes to Irish whip Tatanka into the belt that Anvil's holding, but Tatanka reverses and Sledgehammer nails the belt and Anvil. Uh, Jason Nightheart here turns right around into the Samoan drop for the win. This was literally like any Tatanka match from '92 to '94. He sort of wins. Yeah, he kind of wins at the end. Yeah. Can I also point out, Quinn, Jim Nighthart's like shitty, comfy looking I'm surprised you hadn't already because they're hideous. <laughs> Can you describe how bad they're just okay. like? Well, let me set the stage here. He has no shirt on and no he's shirt. fat as fuck. And yeah. his hair's like shorter than usual, too. If Nightheart, you notice. Yeah. And he's just got these horrible, like, brown, sweaty pants on. And yeah. they like have some kind of like, it looks like he picked them up at like Target. And, you know, they have like the generic, some kind of logo on the front. Right, of, like, right. Just something. Yeah. And they're colored like cat turds. Like they're <laughs> not a good color. Yeah, it's not even like a, a dark brown. It's like cat 
turd it's brown. It's cat turd brown. So anyway, some crappy music plays as the announcers want you to write in facts or call facts. <laughs> the A channel to keep showing this stuff. Basically like, please pick up this shitty show. Yeah, exactly. And then Morrow signs off with a very Michael K. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> See ya! <Yeah. laughs> and we get some credits where Ed Whalen was listed as a host. He's not the host. It's so, always yeah. just sitting there. So either that's clipped out of the network version or they just fucked up. I bet they fucked up. <laughs> I also want to mention, and I'm going to try to dump it in. The music here is very similar to the Texas Tornadoes WWF theme in terms of the structure. Oh, you mean the flushing noise? <laughs> no, oh. not that. <laughs> Quinn, this is not the worst thing I've ever seen. In fact, the names entertained me. That was probably the best it part wasn't, of it. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. It was just there was a lot to make fun of. And, yeah. and, and basically, in the tradition of anything heart related, there's yeah. a lot of stupid <laughs> right, stuff. Right. In it. Like, and none of the wrestling was good except for maybe that little bit of that Pollock it was, match. It was like acceptable. Yeah. Let's put it that way. That was about it. Weird that they randomly put this on the network. I guess it's like you said, they can, that they have Morrow. It felt like just somebody found something and they're like, oh, that's weird. Morrow's on this. Let's just put it up. I like, honestly think that's what it is. Yeah. The same way YouTube uploaders, if they get their hands on some random shit, they just throw it up. Yeah, th that was literally the reasoning behind this being put up. I think you're right, though. Yeah. In all seriousness, it was like, oh, you know what? We have this. Let's put it up. Fuck yeah, it. exactly. Can, they call their boss. Hey, can I do this? Yeah, okay. They didn't care. Yeah, exactly. Nobody so, cares. There's not much else to say about it. It's no. not like it's part of some rich history Put or something. Put it in the history books of the OVP. We reviewed this, though. Yeah, we reviewed it, so. and uh, I had fun doing it. It wasn't a hard watch. Yeah, it was fine. It's on the network. If you have the WE network, you can check it out. Definitely. 38 minutes, you know? Yeah, it's so. really inoffensive long. <laughs> Honestly, it's really inoffensive long. Yeah. But folks, until next time, thank you for being with us here. Hopefully, we've been inoffensive long for you also. You Very can... inoffensive long. <laughs> we got two more episodes left in this season, so be sure to get in your votes for next season's Royal Rankings and Royal Flush. Do that on the Facebook group. You can uh, donate at patreon.com slash OVP podcast. If you have a Twitter, follow us there at OVP podcast. And if you want to leave us a review on iTunes, Apple podcast, that would be great. But until next time, I'm Joe Murata. That is Michael Quinn. And we are stampeding our way out of here. See ya.
Weebles Treehouse comes with everything you see here. Weebles Treehouse from Romper Room. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down.